0: now it's time to sit back and enjoy the two true freaks internet radio broadcast
1: you're gonna give me the keys to your car and some money for gas or are you gonna wake up in the hospital trust me i know how these things play out
0: oh because you're from the future
1: no because of these Azazel, Emma, Banshee, Mutants, brothers and sisters, all dead. They
0: coming free. Mr. President, we are code Red. What's our air defense What's ready? Our air defense is ready one. Mr. What President, the hell happened
1: out there? Red. I will fix it. You said that
0: before. I wanted to make a statement. Now the whole goddamn world knows we can't protect them.
1: Two, two, three.
2: Hello and welcome to Commentary Catchup Month number two. Mm, big number two. I'm Chris <laughs> Honeywell and I'm here with Scott Gardner. Hey, hey! How's it going? And we are reaching all the way back to June of 2014. Way May. back. May. May? May of. May. <laughs> it's just set in my head uh, it's June. May, May of 2014 for the second in our. But there's going to be five commentaries this month, as we got five, mm-hmm. five, five Mondays of uh, commentary catch-up month. If uh, you didn't listen to the last episode, what, the stop what is you're, wrong with you? Yeah, stop what you're doing right now. Listen to it. But if you're a lazy ass like I think you are, I'll explain what's going on. Is uh,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> last year, you know, around the summer, Scott and I just got really busy, just producing the regular shows and living our so-called lives. That we never got a chance to really cover all the great movies that came out last year that we were all excited about. We were, I think, didn't we have a month dedicated to X Men? Yes, right up was, until this movie, and then we never did a show on this movie. This one was particular. This one and the one for next uh, mm-hmm. week were yeah.
0: particularly aggravating because yes. you know we we had themed months. This one, I you know. Well, I was going to say this one more than the other one, but no, they're both equally aggravating because not only did we do commentaries for all of the X Men movies leading up to this one, you and I, but then uh, we also had X Men Month over on Back to the Bins as well. That you know to tie you know so there was that synchronicity, or or whatever you call it, Uh, you know, and we had it all. um, you know, all set to go, and then the movie came out, and nothing. And we slacked and, off. Yeah. And it happened, uh, you know, same thing with Planet of the Apes. You know, we had our big Planet of the Apes month. We did um, all of the remaining movies. And what I mean by that is we had, you and I had already done a uh, uh, commentary Leaves. for Planet of the Apes, the original Planet of the Apes, a long time ago. So we did the, the other remaining movies. We did the four remaining movies of the original series, and then we did Rise, and then again, over on Back to the Bins, I thought what we did over there was genius. We uh, covered all the comics, you know, with the different publishers that have done Apes comics over the years. So, I mean, we were really steeped in both of these franchises. New movie comes out, and I, I won't tip my hand as far as the, the Apes film, but this one here came out, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I think you did, too. Yeah. Was really anxious to talk about it, and, and it wasn't... You know, part of the reason I wanted to do this is I didn't want anybody to think that we didn't cover these movies because they came out and we were like, "Oh, that sucked." And not at all. It was just, you know, we just got
2: busy with the with the regular routine and. Well, it was one of those things. We were really excited to cover the movies. We just, you you know, it just gets to that point where you don't have the time to do it, and then Mm -hmm. and then a couple months go by and it's it gets put on the back burner, and then it's like, ah. Like now, you might as well wait till it comes out on DVD. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know what? I I
0: was looking at a list. I created a list yesterday of all the big uh, Nerd World movies that are coming out for this year. And we're going to kind of experience kind of a similar thing where the problem is they all come out at the same time. So, I mean, there's all these great movies coming out, we've got Avengers 2, we've got Mad Max, Tamar- these are the ones I wrote down, Avengers 2, Mad Max, Tomorrowland, Jurassic World, uh, the new Terminator movie, Ant-Man, and then at the end of the year, Star Wars, where everything except Star Wars comes out within just a few weeks of each other. I mean, starting there's May talk 1st that and Star Wars with-
2: might come out early, too. Yeah, I heard about that,
0: yeah. So you know, between May 1st and July 17th, you've got all the movies on this list except Star Wars, and then, like you say, Star Wars might be in there as well. I've got
2: Phantasm Five on that list too.
0: Spread that shit out a little bit. Uh
2: (laughs) So, hey, I'm wondering if I wonder, I'm wondering what's going to be playing when we're in Eternal, when we're all, when there's, uh, and I say we, but because I'm planning on going to uh, Eternal Con in in Long Island because that's in June. June, yeah. So I wonder what'll be playing. We could have a big, you know, mass freak movie. Oh yeah, movie trip. That would that could be fun. Well, let's see.
0: Avengers two would probably still be in theaters. I would imagine. I mean, May to June, it could you know that could That's, likely still be playing.
2: I it probably it's going to be playing
0: for a while. I would think. I'll bet you it's through the summer. The other big one. Well, there's there's two others. You got Tomorrowland, and you've got Jurassic World. So. You know, there's potentially any of the three of those, and you know, of course Mad Max is in there too. But the thing with Mad Max I know you're super excited about it.
2: You don't eat that's that's number one on my list. That is number one on my list.
0: I'm gonna have to Over Star
2: Wars. Over Star Wars. I'm more excited to see that Mad Max movie. I I can't watch the trailer, dude. I, I really like and I'm not one to get super excited over trailers. Although, right. I have to say, I just saw the Age of, the last Age of Ultron trailer, and that had a couple points in it that had me going, rah, rah, <laughs> you know, like, flipping out in my seat. But I cannot watch that Mad Max trailer without, like, wanting to jump up on top of my chair and start, like, rah! just kicking everything over in joy. It's like, it, I don't I know. I never realized that you were I'd, that yeah.
0: big of a Mad
2: Max fan. Well, like... I think, well, I always wanted to see The Road Warrior when it came out, but I think the first time I saw The Road Warrior, it was with you, and I think you'd seen it, and you were like, oh, you gotta see this movie, it's great, I think we watched it over at your house, and then I I went back and watched Mad Max, and was like, I don't like this at all. I think you and I
0: watched I think you and I watch Mad Max together because I if I remember the story correctly, we might have watched Mad Max when we lived together on. The- no, we saw we saw that as that. I won't say kids, but we saw that when we were still in high school. I'm pretty sure because. I saw The Road Warrior first, and I saw The Road Warrior only because my dad took me to the drive-in. Right. And it's funny because I, w- I thought you were with us, but it must have been, I don't know, no. must have been, I don't know, Randy or somebody? I, would I really don't remember. It.
2: I would have loved to have seen it at the drive-in, but I remember you describing it after seeing it. I know I went with somebody. It
0: was me, my dad, and somebody. Maybe my mother, but I seriously doubt it, because I think if my mother had been there, she would have been like, look, we're leaving, because nope. I don't, I don't nope. think she would have let me sit through that movie. But anyway, I watched it and just it blew me away. It really blew me away. And then later on, finding out that it was actually not so much a sequel, but kind of like a continuation of a story at some point after you had seen it. And I think you're right. I think we watched it together on HBO or something and I introduced you to it at some point past that. Like when videos first started to come out, I think we somehow we tracked down Mad Max and watched it. And it's funny because my memory is you kind of digging it and me being like, that was shit. Uh, I I, I didn't like it it. the
2: first time I saw it. I I
0: definitely did not like it the first time I saw it. And I'm still not all that crazy on it now.
2: A lot of it probably had to do with is they had a really bad, there was a when when we would have been able to get a hold of it or would have seen it on TV or anything like that had a really bad American dub on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, but the is. guy, you know, uh, Mal Gibson talked like this,
0: you know. It wasn't just that, but that was part of it. It wasn't just that, though. messed up the music,
2: that... too. Well, it didn't feel to me, like, see, th- uh, the... It was more based in the modern world. That right, yeah. It, it wasn't post-apocalypse. It was just before that. It was his right, backstory. That's,
0: that's the part that threw me, is I was expecting the world had already been destroyed and he was living in that in you know what we all call Mad Max world which is funny we call it that because Mad Max is pre the apocalypse right so you know but we were all expecting he was living in that road warrior world and that hadn't happened yet and so through the entire course of that movie I'm trying to figure out what Where is he? What's going on? And and it just kind of... It loses me somehow. I just don't think
2: it's that great of a movie, but the second one is just awesome. Upon watching it in the last, like, few months, I love the Mad Max. Mad Max now, I I see it on a totally different level, and it's a way better movie than I thought it was when I was a teenager. I, I recently... I watched all three of them after that trailer came out, and I even have... I've always had given some points to uh, Beyond Thunderdome. I
0: hate that one.
2: See, I I always liked it, but found it strongly flawed, and now that I know about the making of that movie, like George Miller's best friend was a stuntman, and was, I think the stunt coordinator for Road Warrior died in a crash, and he was devastated. And um, he directed like half the movie and then he brought in this sort of spielberg wannabe guy to direct all the story elements of it so that guy directed all the stuff with the kids and stuff but george miller directed like the scene in thunderdome the chases all the action out in the desert and stuff like that so all of that was boom it was it was right in the mad max world you know what i mean it was right in that gritty style, but then it would get to the kids, and it would have a Spielberg edge to it, and it and it sort of took took the movie out. Does not look like there's that Spielberg edge in this new movie. It looks like it's flat out. It, it, it looks way more towards the Road Warrior, but mm-hmm. it looks like the Road Warrior with you know Frank Frank Miller. Um, George Miller George Miller is finally Not that he's finally gotten the budget But he's finally gotten to that place Where he's had 20 years Or more to brew this movie And You know George Miller is not a hack filmmaker By any You know he's, He's a very good director He's made some of my favorite movies actually I mean Babe Is one of my favorite movies And uh so I have high, high, high hopes for it and, and they've, there's been screenings of it, and the reports from the, s- the screenings just are over the top. you know they're, Not that the people were like, "This was the greatest thing in the world, but what they because they probably weren't fans, but what they were describing was what I want, which is pretty much it's an hour and a half long chase from beginning to end mostly with practical effects and and muscled up supercars <laughs> that's what i want you know but he puts that mythological layer to it so it it, it feels like a dream almost i don't know i can't i cannot wait i'm gonna have to be scott 2.0 was talking about like should we see that in IMAX? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to see it in 3D. I'm i I'm not big on seeing stuff in 3D. So if it's in 3D in IMAX, maybe not. But I'm like, dude, you're going to have to physically restrain me probably. Or you're going to have to sit two rows behind me so you're not associated with me. Because I'm going to be... Go- if if the movie lives up... And maybe I'm pumping up my expectations. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be pretty excited for this. Star Wars, you know... I'm going to be girding myself for that one. Maybe, you know, after the two movies have played out, I'll have a different story altogether, you know, but we'll we'll see. I'm I'm going into I'm I'm going into Star Wars with my arms crossed and looking sideways. And then probably when I hear bam, then I'll go my arms will flop to my side. I'll go, uh, "Okay." And then, <laughs> then we'll see what happens. But yeah, right now, the one that I'm waiting to get, in the, that I will be on opening day, pounding on the doors, will be Mad Max Fury Road. There's four on the list that
0: I'm pretty excited about. Um, Page of, of Ultron course, looks good. Avengers, yeah, of course, Avengers, I'm really psyched about that. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. Um, probably the one at the moment that I'm most excited about but i need to see a little more and learn a little more but has the potential to be the one that's gonna be the big one on my list is tomorrowland that one's got a lot of potential but what makes me a little nervous about it is that the girl that's the looks like she's kind of the lead in it um yeah i i'm not crazy about her i was i was watching i watched the first season of under the Dome, and she's super annoying, so I I don't know about that, I'll but it has Given potential. a better character, yeah. Um, Jurassic World could not care less about Terminator. I could not care
2: less, but if it turns out to become if if I hear reports that it's fun, might be worth a look, because just on the just and it's funny to say this, just on the on my experience with Jurassic Park three. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Jurassic Park 3 was not an Oscar-winning movie, but it was fun as hell. So if this yeah, it was, it was, this, but this, one's this fun, one,
0: this one, this one looks. I mean, the 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 thing with this one is, it has the highest hurdle to cross. For me, as far as like a on a pure bullshit level, right? Because after everything that's happened, there is no way in the world that they would ever get clearance to open a theme park, to make a Disney World. Yeah, come yeah, on. I enough, mean, that's yeah. the bi- that's the part of this that's flat ridiculous. Yeah, so, but you know
2: what? You know what? I don't. But that's okay as long as they make it fun because that's what I really want to see. I'd really like to see. I, you know and we got a little taste of it in Jurassic Park 2, but I wanna see it turn into a Godzilla movie, you know? I wanna right. see what happens when the gates come down and the dinosaurs start roaming the streets. Whether that's gonna be the mm-hmm. case or not, we'll see, but that's always what I wanted to see with with the Jurassic Park movies, is get get those suckers back into civilization, and that's where right. the fun begins
0: terminator is very high on my list just based on the trailers i don't yeah, know it's got too. the potential to still go either way but just based on the trailers i'm i'm actually uh, gotta I'm say it looks more on track than the last the one before it you know yeah and uh and then ant-man i am super psyched about ant-man and you know the star wars one i gotta say at the moment it's right down there with uh, with Mad Max and Jurassic World for me. As a matter of fact, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but as a matter of fact, I'm kind of thinking about not going to the premiere. I'm kind of thinking about just waiting to hear what I hear about it. You know, I'll be at the premiere. Because <laughs> I, you know, I just it's fun. It's I, the- shaping up to be another another Man of Steel or or Into Darkness for me, where I, you know, I might just be better off going. You know let me let me just wait and and hear what the scuttle bit you know the scuttlebutt is on this before I
2: commit. So. If it's the most terrible thing in the world, I'll still have to see it. i I, I will not, <laughs> I will not skip it just out of I have to you know I mean I can't I can't live in a world where there's a Star Wars movie that I haven't seen. <laughs> I just can't. Maybe after that one, maybe there might be a Star Wars movie that I've never seen. <laughs> oh, we'll see. But um, anyway, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff on this list. What we need to figure out, though,
0: is coverage. And even though it would be back
2: to back months, I want to say I want to say I'd love mm -hmm. to we will do full coverage. But that's uh, this is all going to be starting when we're like there's a there's a convention that we're going to be trying to go to. And this and just summer in general. And just, you know. Two True Freaks podcast production in general.
0: It could work this way. What I was thinking is that June and July we could do uh, Jurassic in June and uh, and Terminator in July and do themed months for those months. Ooh,
2: now that would be fun. I would love to do some. I would love to do. I, I when I think about it, I think boy. Jurassic Park 3 would be a fun commentary <laughs> it would I liked that
0: one you I, know, liked it I, too. It, I, I actually felt guilty that that one I did not go to the theater as a matter of fact I, I sk- skipped it and was like I yeah.
2: wrote it off and then I, I, I saw it years, years later I when it- I saw it yeah
0: yeah I entirely missed it when it came out at the theater and everything and it, I, in some it was- ways it
2: was the most successful of all the Jurassic Park movies in its genre
1: I think hmm
2: I don't know. I liked it a lot. The the one that's still my favorite
0: of the three of them, though, is uh, is the second one, which is odd because once again, I'm odd man out because it seems like that's the one that everybody hates. But I I like that one because of the being loose in the city element. Right, right. I, I liked that.
2: Right. It gave and, us a, ta- a that one gave us a taste of what I wanted. <laughs> the The kid looking in his backyard and seeing a T Rex. Right. <laughs> and then the dog. <laughs> the dog hanging from its mouth. And then
0: uh, I was thinking Terminator. We could do one, two, three, and then maybe uh like an episode of the uh of the television show. Maybe like the pilot or whatever we figure were like a you know, one of the great episodes was or something like that. I'm sure I just I don't think I could sit through that last one again. <laughs> I just didn't think I didn't think that was I didn't think it was horrible. It's not what I. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But still, I could go the rest of my life and never see that
2: one again. It I'll was watch it again it. out of curiosity, uh, out of just like curiosity, but and maybe to give it another chance. But yeah, I was not impressed the first time I saw it. <laughs> it was watchable, but yeah, it was didn't vibe as a Terminator movie to me. Well, one way or the other, we got a. I think we got a
0: really good summer lined up oh. at, movie wise. There's, there's so much good stuff coming
2: out, or potential good stuff anyway. Well, I like that we're uh, at least in getting all of these ones done late. We're cramming even. Uh, we're like 2016 is just going to be filled with all these commentaries of great movies <laughs> in the last two years. <laughs> well, are we ready to dive into this one? I think we are. Alright, you wanna do the honors on the countdown? Alright, we are about to start X-Men Days of Future Past. I will uh, give the countdown and on go- we are set at zero, 0 on which is, I think, the logical place to start a, a movie and a commentary, and <laughs> I'll give a countdown from three and when I say go, you pe- press play and we'll press play and we'll all watch the movie together. You'd be happy. So awesome. Here we go three two one go
0: you know what's funny to think about it's kind of sad to think about that we are rapidly heading towards a day where kids will no longer associate this theme with uh, star
2: wars the beginning of a star wars movie yeah I think, now, you know, I'm, 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 I'm assuming we'll still see the Lucasfilm logo in front of Sony. Oh, yeah, I'm but sure. Yeah, we will, uh, we will definitely not be seeing the 20th Century Fox logo. I love that they put the X-Men stinger on the end of that, though. Because uh-huh. they did that
0: on the soundtrack for X2,
2: but it was not actually part of the movie. I love that you can actually see Kevin Spacey on the end. You could actually make out his face when he turns his head a little bit there.
0: Now speaking of the soundtrack, of course, that Stinger was like I said, was on the the soundtrack for X2, X-Men United. That soundtrack was by John Ottman. This is Ottman's return to the X-Men world, X-Men universe. And I had really mixed feelings about that when I heard that he was going to score this one because one of the things I really loved about the film before this
2: Speaking was... of this, we're watching The Terminator, right? <laughs> it looks like The Terminator. It
0: does look like The Terminator. I really liked Henry Jackman. I loved yeah. his score for um, for X-Men First Class. You know... I, I really wish that he had come back to score this one because I really like John Ottman. I do, but he's incredibly hit and miss. When he hits, he hits good. Superman returns. you know say what you want about the movie. the score was fantastic. but when he misses, he he tends to miss big as well. you know this this soundtrack. It works pretty well in the movie. Right. But as a standalone album, which is how I judge a great soundtrack, as a standalone album, it's boring. I mean it's really boring. It's very dull. And that X-Men was First Class is not a dull album at all.
2: This is especially Terminator for me where the with the skulls on the ground the ground layered with skulls and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think this is I like the beginning of this because it had the scene of the people getting herded around and -hmm. it was just like wow this really reminds me of the beginning it was first class and and was it X2 or X1 that had Magneto at the concentration camp right right
0: or no, not. I don't think X2 did, but X1 starts with Magneto with, at the Right, at the and then they and show then, it again
2: in first in class. First class, yeah. And uh, this one starts out with a very similar scene of people getting, you know, sort of, um, you know, the future echoing the past. Right. You know? And this time it's just humans in general well, <laughs> that are getting I- her- herded.
0: I had the real feeling that that scene there may have been done as a nod and possibly even a concession to the people that remember the comic book story of Days of Future mm-hmm. Past, which is very different from this. Yes. And, you know, that image of, you know, all the tombstones of the of the dead heroes, you know, the the X-Men right. and, and different uh, heroes and everything. And, you know, again, that very terminator type future
2: this this is the rare comic book movie where i'm actually familiar with the actual
1: source
2: quote, right. source material and usually that works to my advantage to where you know i don't i don't have an investment in it but it didn't bother me that this veered from the i expected it to veer from the 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 source material because it's working within its established universe right i i, I know it real when i went to see this i went to see it with scott 2.0 and uh it was the first time we went to a movie that he did the, the geek out and he was just like, ah, eh, it wasn't, you know, what I wanted, you know? Or, there, there, were d- there were a lot of details that he remembered that he wasn't happy with in here. I don't know how I feel about the actress who plays Kitty Pride. She kind of annoys me, but I think yeah. she kind of nails Kitty Pride for the most part. In this, like visually, facially. True. I
0: geeked out. By I you know, I like once again we get that very random, very eclectic mix of mutants from all different eras of X-Men comics. But the one that I really geeked out about was Blink, the, the one that opens the portals, because she was a very important member of the Exiles, which was one of the very few X-Men books I was ever really faithful to. I really liked that book and I liked her role in that book. I'm wondering the if the special I- effects in this are
2: unreal. Well, I really I'm,
0: like this part.
2: I'm wondering if they didn't put her in here because, isn't the name of the game- There's a game called Portal, isn't it? Yeah. Where you do a very similar thing, where and it very messes similar. with perspective in the same way. Right. You know, you'll see a portal, you know, and see through it, and you'll be coming out sideways or goofy in some way. Oh, it
0: just it looks great as ice slide! Oh, I love it. This could you be so cheesy, ice but Man. they pulled this off oh, so they well. they totally pulled it off, and it looks great. Yeah, I waited a long time to see Iceman on an
2: ice slide. That is fantastic. And it's, fu- I mean, this is full on, even more so than the Marvel-made Marvel ones. This is really full-on X-Men action oh, from yeah. a comic on the screen. Yep. Full out. They have, now that we have the special type, special effects technology to, to have, look, he's, I mean, it's right off the screen. He's, that is great, yeah. They would, in, in the old days, they would have had to figure out some cheesy thing to, mm-hmm. to simulate it. Now, they are either
0: taking great liberties with Sunspot's abilities, or I'm very out of touch with Sunspot, one of the two, because they're treating him here like the Human Torch. Yeah. And I don't remember him being quite like that in the comics, but again, you know, it's been so long since I've kept up
2: with that character on a regular basis that... And also, these these mutants, it seems, in the future have developed their powers further, too, so that's harsh. <laughs> yeah. But I like it. It's that that really reflects it, the, this reflects the mood in a lot of ways, especially the 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 surrounding sequences, the future sequences in this. To me, really capture the comic, you know, and not as much in content as maybe in just feel. But I well, like that, was... that they have you know. Since this is the future that they're trying to prevent, and we'll find out why. They're letting so many people get killed off right here, you know, in this opening scene. But that's what I liked about the the comic is people are getting wiped out. Yep.
0: (laughs) Not Tonto. (laughs) Well, you know, that was one thing I was going to admit right up front is that these X-Men movies give me the slightest, slightest little twinge of guilt because I will be the first one to admit that I am a complete comic book movie hypocrite when it comes to the X-Men movies because right. you you know me. I am typically, I'm the a guy stickler. that's bitching when they wander, they stray too far from the source material. The thing that works, and this is just for me, that works for me with these X-Men movies is that they are not slavish to the source material because I make no bones about the fact I was never much of an X-Men fan. Right. And so these movies really work for me because it tones down the sillier aspects and makes it a little more, I won't say real world, but it's a little more palatable, a little more plausible and believable, and I, and I like that but normally that would annoy the hell right out of me. One thing I really liked about this movie is I thought this one is a lot more fantastical than all the other entries in the series, and they really sold it. So it brings that that thing that the Marvel Studios are doing so well, yes. which is to bring, you know, keep introducing and make each one potentially more ridiculous, but then keep making it work, too. And I think this one does that masterfully. There's so many elements to this movie that could have been flat but, ridiculous and they sell it. I well, mean Blink is a pretty far out character and you know the, the mutant scene we just saw could have you know in, in less capable hands could have been really cheesy corny you know Bishop's a pretty corny character too but they
2: really make it all work and I like that. Well this movie could have been such a train crash. Such a I poor, was poor kind Cary, of expecting like- it to be. Yeah, well, after you know, first class was so stylish and so classy Mm -hmm. and so different than the other three X Men movies, and I liked it so much better. And and to varying degrees, I liked all the the first three X Men movies. I don't think Bryan Singer is the greatest director. I don't like. I'm not like, oh yes, Bryan Singer was back for this, but he's also familiar with the material and the actors and stuff. And I think he, he's a
0: good comic book movie director, yeah. though.
2: I really do. He does. I don't think he's a great director, but I think he's a great comic book movie director. Com- compared to a lot of the Marvel comics, you can see they. his his and his the concessions, and this is where we get like with the Superman movies and stuff being made by a studio and Marvel being themselves. This is a studio movie. Mm-hmm. But this is a studio movie that that learned they could have been just exploiting and that would have made a train crash, but they learned. They learned from the other Marvel movies and I think they tried. They were like, you know, we have to step this up. We have to get you know, up in that that entertainment, selling it fun way that the Marvel movies are. But at the same time, they really wanted to capture that retro feel of first class and the actors in that were so, you know, well-liked. That they wanted to get that back, but they wanted, and so this is like this weird, weird combination of the original Brian Singer X Men, and the quote-unquote new style, you know, right. class well, X Men that that's it could what have been me- slapped together and really yeah. slapdash, but they mixed it together perfectly, and and you can feel Brian Singer. Like this, this is pure Brian Singer. This whole, be, all the, the the beginning and the the stuff in the future is very Brian Singer-y, the and the end in the X Mansion is. But when he goes back into the past, he's channeling a little first class there, you know. And and but at the same time, it's not. It's still got that sort of Brian Singer. He right. has a very mainstream movie sort of composition, style and stuff. But I think. With this movie, I mean, I liked First Class better than I liked the first three X-Men movies. I don't like this one better than First Class, but it's only slightly behind First Class. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you say that, because I felt the same way. See, of all
0: the movies that came out last year, this was the one I was simultaneously looking forward to and dreading at the same time the most, because... You know, you you said potential train crash and I I think that's a perfect way to put it is that I went in hoping for first class but expecting I don't know. I I hate to say X three because no, I I think X three wasn't Brian's
2: Singer, was it?
0: X three was yeah, that was the that was the Singerless one. Um, which I don't think is a bad movie. And I mean you and I did our commentary and we kinda stuck up for it. I think it's an enjoyable movie, but it unfortunately it is the weakest entry in the in the series so i went in i ex- i went in expecting something really bad and i walked out going you know not quite as good as first class but pretty damn close and the thing that honestly holds it back from being as good as first class is the is the thing that's necessary which is this future Set up and then returning yeah. to the future setup at the end, and, and of course, you know, Wolverine is, is integral to the story. But I, at this point, I'm kind of done with Wolverine, you know. So that I felt there's there's elements that work really well with him interacting with the first class crew. But overall, I just wanted to see more of them. Wolverine is more of everybody. Their story. Just
2: Wolverine is the Batman of the Marvel Universe, right? You know, people. But that
0: said, he works really well.
2: Him. I mean, people who don't. Don't really aren't really into comics still love Wolverine oh yeah know? so that and and also like the Hugh Jackman thing is a sort of once-in-a-lifetime thing where you get that actor who is right. he is Wolverine he is Wolverine right harsh Part- not partially but I think a hundred percent because he's a fan and he wanted you know he wants to play Wolverine he will play Wolverine until he can't play him anymore, you know, plausibly play him yeah. anymore. And that's, that's a rare thing. Mostly Hollywood, most Hollywood actors would want to like, ah, they'll take the money from the role and stuff, but they are going to want to distance themselves. Eventually he embraces it. And it, it's fun. It's just, frankly, it's I you know, I've watched all the Wolverine, even the crappy Wolverine origins movie was watchable because of him. Right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I guess when you have that obvious of an asset, it's just su- such a temptation to put him front and center. And frankly it works. It still works. It would have been it wouldn't have been as fun a movie if Kitty Pride had been <laughs> sent into the future. Especially with that actress. She's Speaking little,
0: of which, where where the hell did Kitty get this power? I think that's just because that's in the what, comics, wasn't it Rachel that sent her back?
2: Yeah, I think it was just an uh, economy of scriptness of pushing things together. Right. And sort of, we're hinting that everybody was developing, you know, developing their powers and widening them, and, and
0: all that. One uh, one really ballsy move that they make in this that I'll, I'll admit kind of took me by surprise and. It's, it's a little bit aggravating, but at the same rate, I give him major kudos for having the guts to do it, was we went into this, you know, as you say, it, it's, an, it's a mashup. It's an amalgam not, of first not to, class. Not to interrupt, but
2: this point is I want to say I've been making a fool of myself since I saw this movie, saying this movie screws up because, they you know, the future should have been fixed the second they sent Wolverine back. You know, because that's how time would work, but she explains here that he has to wake up in order to cement the past. Yeah, it's so it does up. make sense in the movie. I was wrong. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. peaceful thoughts? Sorry, I didn't mean to how totally was I derail you. Oh, shit. I've completely lost what I was talking about. I, I think it had something to do with the character of Kitty. We were talking about sending her into the future, it would be.
0: Oh no, I know what it was. It's just the fact that so we you know it's a jam up, you know, it's it's a mashup between the the ex the first class crew and this original crew, you know, the the ones from the original trilogy. I went into this thinking man, they're going to have some serious hoops to jump through. to cuz we knew going into this based on the trailers and different information that Professor X was going, you know, old Professor X was going to be in it. That Magneto, old Magneto, was going to be back in it. And uh, you know, based on where we left them in X three, you know, Charles Xavier was dead, yeah, and Magneto was depowered. So it was like, what? Wh- you know, they're going to have to address that. They never do. Yeah, it's the future. They, they and, figured it out. But I think that's pretty. That's a pretty ballsy way to do it. To just, it, yes. You know, and what I really appreciated was as the movie starts, you know, I'm, I'm, you know. When I'm seeing this for the first time in the theater, I'm thinking, hey, this is pretty cool. They're back and they're not wasting time explaining why they're back. They're just back. But then I got to thinking about what I know about the behind the scenes stuff. And that singer was not a fan of the third movie. So I'm thinking, oh, man, don't tell me he's just going to slag off the third movie. He doesn't. During the scene where young Charles goes into Wolverine's mind they fully acknowledge X3. Yes. So I really appreciated that, that nothing's swept under the carpet. It's the end of the movie that they're, gives you all getting the smart that you need. And I like that. I they're really getting like
2: smart that. now with these movies about what the public needs or doesn't need. Hands on. Because there's a certain amount of ladies who are I there. I didn't need that. <laughs> there's a certain amount of ladies in the theater just for that. <laughs> That's why you're always gonna see, you're always gonna see Thor's panty line, and I love the first thing he sees is a cigarette ad. Yep. It's puffing out smoke rings. Yep, that's great. <laughs> it, I mean, and and like first class, I really appreciate that the '70s aren't. They do hit the ching ching ch- 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 music and and the clothing styles and stuff, but they don't overdo it you know no this feels like my childhood yeah i
0: see this i'm like damn they got this pretty decor, acuity,
2: man. yep that wasn't yep
0: that down to like her style of bra and and everything i think that's pretty that's pretty
2: impressive yeah it feels it feels like the 70s Mm-hmm. first you'd notice what kind of bra she was wearing <laughs> oh <hell> yeah get out of here
1: Now, the hospital, trust again, me. being
0: just nerdy nitpicker here, Wolverine got shot in the head when he had his adamantium skeleton in the second movie, and it knocked him out. Here, he doesn't have his
2: adamantium, and he gets peppered full of bullets, yet he's just, eh, I'll be all right. Well, he sp- the the thing is, he, he probably shouldn't be spitting out those bullets. They probably should have just gone right through him. Right. Know? But either way, it's a cool scene. It's pretty cool, yeah.
0: Now I'm not gonna nitpick it too much because it's pretty badass. God. I wondered if they were gonna go the the bone claw route with this, and they did. And I think I think that's a, that actually works pretty well. Although well, there is... is one moment with the bone claws that I'm like, oh, it's it's painful. I'll point it out when we get to it. Now, seeing this the first time, I instantly recognized Chris Claremont because you know, I had met him by this point. But there was another famous cameo here that I kept looking, going, "Who is that dude? I know he's a comic book guy, but I, that right there." That
2: uh, was never confirmed. Hopefully, they'll show him again because it, it Len Ween. Really, it was Len Ween. Yeah, I re- yep. you know why I recognize him because he was in his he was drawn as one of the characters in House of Mystery, I think.
1: Oh, one that's One of the right, brother,
2: yeah. one of either Cain or Abel was was Len Ween, and the, he still looks the same. Now this guy, goddamn midgets, man. His, his uh, that ain't that ain't a baby. That's a fidget. <laughs> he, I, I know you're not a Game of Thrones watcher. No. He. Well, Own. my wife will occasionally call me into the room when they're having a particularly when, naked when, part And there's naked parts, which is which is pretty often. He owns that show. He oh, yeah. is he is the king of that show. He is so good in that show. He outshines everybody. So I think I felt a little disappointed in this one because he's okay. And it Oh, I thought his, he was fantastic. His, his American, his American accent, kind of flattens out his delivery. I think maybe it's because I'm just so used to his natural British accent. He does a good job in this, but for the most part, we didn't lose Vietnam. It was a draw.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but um, here's your the, fish called Wanda reference for the evening. Thank you. you I'll be here all week. <laughs> For the most part, I think he could have. They they could have used him a little better. He was almost like stunt casting.
0: I was and, just upset that nobody tossed him. And the entire movie, he, he never get got tossed
2: one time. There's so many opportunities too. Now, now this was a scene that they sort of released. This was like uh, hooked on to the end of something, wasn't it? This was the Phonics? No, there was a there was another one of the Mar- Marvel non Marvel movies. Those are some shitty MPs
0: by the way. I used to do that job. Just cuz he walks up and barks at you doesn't mean you let him in. If you were given orders that nobody passes, nobody passes. None shall pass. None shall pass. But this was
2: a post credit scene on uh and I can't remember which movie it was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I saw it. I think I saw it like this clipped off the end of it, but that it was uh it was definitely an attempt to do the Marvel movies sort of scene. I don't know. But this scene, this scene really uh feels very X-Men to me. This you know what this scene feels kinda new mutants to me for some reason. Yeah.
0: Not just What are you
2: doing with those? I like
0: how Singer really tied all this together very well. I mean, the, the movies, you know, the two movies that this feels the most like, of course, is First Class, but also uh, X2, which, you know, is is the other, you know, most popular uh, X-Men movie. You know, the other great X-Men movie is the second one. And, you know, the whole thing with that was Wolverine learning more of his backstory and the whole thing with Striker and all. I liked the idea of putting young Striker into this storyline. I thought, thought that was actually a really genius move.
2: Yeah. It was weird. The first time I saw this, I did not buy this guy. He looks like I don't. You probably never saw the American Pie movies. He looks like the actor who played Stifler in mm. the American Pie movies.
1: No, but now, that.
2: upon a, a couple, th- this being my third viewing of this <laughs> I can see something in his eyes that um, looks like the actor who plays the old version of him.
0: I always thought he looked a lot like... Um, was it Joaquin
2: Phoenix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit like him. Yeah, I would have made him a little more stocky. Even though he can become stockier. I it... There's something about her...
0: I could I still can't quite put my finger on it but there's something about her that's different this movie and I don't know if it's just that she got older or maybe the makeup's a little
2: different or what but she she does look different she looks and a little different I think this is the best movie with with her in it I think that that like her character definitely uh is is very interesting is well, you know, she's it's, fully it's, defined now yeah yeah it's at it's she's most interesting and uh you know, they they, they they have all these characters in here. Toad but... reminds me of
0: Ed Rice, by the way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but with the whole mashup of characters, it could have been just like... And a lot of times, um, especially in the Wolverine orig- X-Men Origins one, where they would show other mutants, where there would be scenes with, like, other mutants that people wanted to see they felt shoehorned in and stuff. Yeah. And here there's a lot of like, you know, this these guys are just sort of thrown in characters. But they but the characters that have to, you know, have a real part in this, they don't just have made up reasons for being together. It it all really like adds to the story and adds to their characters really well. In the context of the movie, and in, and right, especially right. in the context of the larger story with all the movies, they just did a really skillful job. And I'm knock wood, I'm just hoping it's it's got it's getting through the heads of the people who make these movies now that you know that you got that you got to do that. You got to put some time put the time and effort into the storyline. You don't have to make Sophie's choice, right? But you just just enough to make it like resonate with people well one
0: thing i really appreciated was at the beginning of the movie the the mutants that are present in that big battle scene at the beginning kitty gives their names as she's giving the recap of of how the scenario works with them going back in time a couple of days and all that she actually introduces you to the different ones i mean that scene that we just had in saigon didn't give you the names of the other mutants i think that's the only time that this happens in this movie though where you don't find out who the characters are because that's one thing that really super annoyed me with say x3 for example is there's a lot of scenes where that you know that they're trying to throw you all these comic book easter eggs but by you know the characters look different than their comic book counterparts there's a lot of times I, I don't appreciate it because I don't know who the hell it is that you're trying to show me. Right. Whereas in this, they they take the time to actually introduce that.
2: I I love I love that scene where in the nose. Where he calls him Be- come on, beastie. <laughs> As he's pushing it. Out. I love how he just taunts him in. And I love that face he made, that scowl he made
1: mm-hmm.
2: totally looks like when he's in beast mode. It's it's very well done. It's <laughs> a good scene.
0: Some of the wire work's a little funky. Ow. So it looks like he should
2: have hit that table a lot harder than he did, but Yeah, it definitely messes with the with gravitational pull. Mm-hmm. I think Professor X is I think for the story wise it's a little out of character how much of a mess he is. You know, and how, oh no, I buy this. So uh, this this makes the the two characters in this
0: that make this for me. And it, and it was the same way in the first, you know, in, in first class, is uh, you know the professor and uh, and especially Magneto. I, They're just fantastic in this.
2: I I understand the whole thing, and I'm glad they didn't really push too hard on the like you know analogy to drug addiction with him and his. And his injections. I mean, they do. They they definitely make that that comparison, but it doesn't become right. You know, the main theme of the movie, which it could have been in a lesser I movie. I
1: didn't
0: get a feel that they were trying to push anything, or I, I got more of a feeling that this just felt natural well, that, with the seventies, right? Seventies time
2: frame it's taking place in. But um, I think as soon as he. Like, I don't think there would have been the time period where he's just like, where um, it's, it's further on in the scene where he basically, you know, tells him, you know, all the mutants are going to die. And he's just like, ah, everybody's going to die. You know, right I don't think that I think that would have I think that line alone, because by that time, he's believing him. He's already he's already believed him. I, I think that would have sobered him up. It would have brought on that. I, I think you know Professor X just has that sense of responsibility towards mutants. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they, they go Scott- a
0: long way in this to to show that he's not that man though. That it, it's inside of him and it has to be brought back out. But he's not at that place at this time. He's given up. That's kind of the whole the whole point of this character.
2: Yeah, yeah. Him, is that I he's given it up. Yeah. I, I don't I I don't know if I buy it as much as, as I was I was eager for I was eager for him to get out of this mode out of the self-pity mode which I guess is what you're supposed to be right I'm glad that they did not mess around for 3 quarters of the movie trying to win over Professor X Right It's another thing that that would have in an earlier movie they would have spent so much time on that it would have you know taken a, they're really learning how to take the elements that they need, condense it down, and, and make it all work. In, in well, I mean, they had a
0: lot of story to get through in this right. one. There's a lot of stuff that had to happen. So there's also an economy of storytelling that benefits in aspects like that. So they don't drag out, you know, Professor X's, you know,
2: identity crisis and everything. I mean, they address it. But they move through they it, move it a lot.
1: quickly.
2: Well, that's and I've noticed another thing. In the last movie we watched, was about the same length as this, just just over two hours. They're almost like um, almost timed like when you count the credits, Star Wars movies, right? You know? And so that's like about a good thirty minutes longer than your rule of thumb average actioner movie. I do
0: remember But this is one of my favorite lines coming up here in just a second when Wolverine grabs yes. him because. When I get aggravated with somebody, this is what I want to do, too. Just grab them and shake them. Well, it was
2: funny. The line oh, earlier.
0: Listen to me, you little shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The, the scene when Wolverine was on the table and he's like, I don't know. He looks familiar. I thought that I was like, Yeah, oh, that's a funny line, you know, that somebody might say that doesn't even know anybody who's just right. kinda too wasted to notice. But then, like, then I realized, oh, yeah, that's right. They had met before. Mm-hmm. That was probably so long, Wolverine probably doesn't even remember that, you know. See, this part with Hank
0: is what sells this for me. It's not even, it's not even, what the hell is that actor's name? I can't think of his name. McElroy? Yeah. It's not even necessarily so much McElroy's performance. It's this little moment here with Hank that kind of sells it because he gives the whole reason
2: and he explains what happened. I mean, it broke him. He retreated into himself. See this is a, this, this this you know I designed this is fine. They have to show the you know that it's it's the total junkie scene. It, it is but I give it a pass because it's not drugs. You know what I mean? It's not Sure it is.
0: Well, just, you know what I mean. It's, it's medicine not, drugs, yeah. Exactly, that's what I mean. Yeah, no, They're it's, not it's legal.
2: Not, There's something the beast came up with in his lab. I'm sure if you put them out on the street, <laughs> right, trouble for selling the anti-mutant it's just lost drug. Where it's actually not anti-mutant, it's just like, well, probably mutant suppressive drug. Something I, like that. It doesn't make... Now, that I don't, picture right there
0: illustrates one of those things from movies that drives me... F- Friggin' bananas when they have a, a snapshot of somebody in a movie that's from a scene in the movie.
2: Is that what that it? is?
0: Yeah, that was the scene at the bar in the first movie where he's hitting on the girl that had the the one the different colored eyes. So then Raven switches one of her eyes to be a different color. That was that scene in in First Class. Oh, so it's that's just the just same a as in the Star Trek that...
2: movie when they're cutting and editing the 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 communications.
0: Yes, and it, that makes me nuts. And that happens all the time. I was noticing in uh, in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the picture that Indy has of his father on his desk is from a scene in, in that movie where th- nobody had a camera. Nobody took a picture. It's right, just, right. I hate that shit.
2: And movies do that all the time. Jesus, they could just throw me a few bucks. I'll Photoshop them up some nice pictures.
1: <laughs>
0: Why didn't you tell him that from the beginning?
2: They could have also messed around with, like, mm-hmm. I don't believe you prove who you are and, you know, whatever. I don't believe it. Nope, they don't mess around with that bullshit. I'm so happy. Right. I love that he's just... And this, this goes back to old conspiracy... There used to be an old conspiracy theory that at the at, in the center, where Where Magneto is right now that they had captured some ancient god... You know, like Cthulhu-like thing that was that that, that was a '60s conspiracy whack wacko theory, and I like. I love the I, curved bullet thing that they tie that in. Yeah. With,
0: like, you know, I think that's pretty cool. That well, was somebody was very, you know, somebody was thinking, somebody was very clever coming up with that.
2: Yeah. Well, it was funny because at first I was, at first I thought it was stupid because I'm like, you're gonna make Magneto the guy who shot Kennedy, but then they then they twist it around nicely. Mm-hmm. And that, and that works great in in the context of X-Men movies. We have a phone book. <laughs> we have a phone book.
0: I did not... I don't think I, I... I can't remember now, but I don't think I knew that Quicksilver was going to be in this. So that was a very nice mutant surprise in this. Because, you know, the one thing you can always guarantee when you go into an X-Men movie is you're going to see some new mutants you haven't seen before. Or not new, but, you know... Right. You're going to see familiar comic book mutants that you haven't seen on the big screen yet. And going into this, I don't think I knew that Quicksilver was going to be in it. And uh, that was pretty cool. I liked that he was a a buddy of Wolverine's. It actually makes a a
2: strange bit of sense somehow. I would love a copy of that picture for my wall. (laughs) I think that would look so awesome hanging on my wall. I'd love a copy of her for my wall. Well, yeah, I would. That would be so that's such a great picture. It
0: looks like um, what's his name the the Saturday evening post guy well
2: um, I'm realizing Norman Rockwell. Now, <laughs> I'm realizing now that girl's face where she's going like Hee! like that <laughs> I have a picture of little kids sitting on Jesus's lap her head is from that painting so they that's why I was looking at that gourd I love that it's it, that that little girl's face is hanging in my room right now <laughs> I love that's creepy I, I love this design here. Of, you know, it's the it's 1973, but they still light things. It still looks like a modern. It looks like modern futuristic. I have but They an make issue. it into lit, you know, actual physical things. You know, it looks like the computer screens that Shield has now. Right. But it's actually just like a fancy shelf. I love this scene. Is great.
0: It's a great scene, except I have a real big problem with it now Azazel is Nightcrawler's father she's Nightcrawler's mother so if Azazel is dead and this is 1973 where the hell does Nightcrawler come from and we've seen Nightcrawler already he was in the second movie now I'll give you that maybe she's not his mother in the movie universe but come on Azazel's gotta be his dad right right right? And Nightcrawler was not 30 or 40 years old when we saw him in in, uh, X2. So Azazel shouldn't be dead. Likewise, we find out that Banshee is dead. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe it was just an assumption. But I believe that most people assume that the little girl that screams and wakes everybody up in the X-Mansion when they get attacked in X2 was Banshee's daughter. If Banshee's dead again, where the hell does that little girl come from? So, you know, I mean, this is one of those things where at this point, this whole movie exists to address continuity issues, so I'm not going to nitpick it too much, but that did kind of take me out of the story just a little bit when they showed Azazel
2: dead. Now, this... I love this. He steals the movie. Oh, absolutely This room that he has here and his attitude and his look, this was like... This was what the older kids were like when we were, you know, mm-hmm. this reminds me this of like
0: my uncle David,
2: right? And Ronnie and those guys, well, yeah. a little older than Ronnie, you know, they would have been older than Ronnie at that time. But yeah, that, 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 gener- that old Pepsi machine, all the now, stuff. Where do
0: I know this kid from? Because every time I see him, I feel like I've seen him in something else. Is he famous from
2: something? I don't know. No, I don't know. He looks like he looks like he would be in a band. <laughs> He looks more like. Uh, I think I've seen him in something. I just
0: can't remember what the hell I've seen him in. So who are you?
2: Who do you want? But I like well, that he, he wasn't know. in like Chronicle or something like that. I don't was know. He? I never saw that. Oh, you never saw Chronicle? Here's here's the thing. You can't play a video game faster just because you're fast. <laughs> yeah, The video game isn't going to work faster. That's just weird. I'm
0: thinking, you know, because well, somebody made the same remark about the headset that he puts on and he yeah. listens
2: to uh, well, I, Time in I, the Bottle while he's running around the room. I My theory that is that it's an he's, artistic view of what he's doing, like, do, you know. Because, yeah, if he's running around like that, his tape deck would be going like... Well, see, right there, the video game is paused.
0: So I'm thinking that he has tweaked his tech... To operate at his speed, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. So that's he, my no prize for the for the yeah. you know for him listening to the music is that he actually is listening to the music. He's listening to it on like a like a speed burst, you know, that's going to operate at his at his operating speed. But this scene, it's so subtly. This is just, one of the few pieces of music in this movie I really like because this is very
2: 70s, you know. Well spy thriller type of type of music here i like this it's the stuff that makes it said they're very subtle with the 70s i love that they the old tv screen right there
0: him taking that thing out of his pocket i'm sorry to interrupt you it so reminds me of the mad bomber and roller coaster it's not even funny because he's got
2: the same little the same little box that he pulls the little antenna out of i love that it's really funny i was just looking for i was just looking on YouTube and thinking, you know, it's about time that maybe Roller Coaster would be showing up on YouTube. And it hasn't. But I watched the trailer for Roller Coaster like two days ago.
0: I was thinking Roller Coaster. I'm surprised somebody hasn't made a remake of that. Oh, I love well,
2: so I, I was. It was funny because I ended up watching a review of it and the person was just going off about how much they love John Williams's soundtrack. And I'm like, that's right. They're like, there's this one scene where, you know, John Williams is throwing all these bells and whistles into the. No, no, wasn't that a Lalo shift? Lalo, Lalo Schifrin. Schifrin. yeah, that's. Lalo I was Schifrin. thinking of a different movie that was a. Uh, the Fury that was a John Williams mm-hmm. soundtrack. Um, uh, but yeah, this. I mean, Sanford and Son. Why? I I know. In the, the the theater, burst into applause at the first. Um, sound of the the. Um, um, Sanford and Son theme <laughs> and and I was here with Scott 2.0 and we watched this movie after a day of garage shaling So, it was like, so basically it felt like the garage sale gloat theme coming on in the movie and it was just like yes I love <laughs> that. He's got a Pentagon window in it, And you know that that's centered, you know right with the Pentagon, right? but I love that he has the low-tech version of his prison in the future I, lo- I love this scene I love yep I, his he is so good as, <laughs> as magneto and the and the characterization of magneto that's been written of him is it's just it's awesome. this is cool although he's looking straight up as the glass breaks so he should get glass in his eyes. But yeah, this I mean, this is stuff that we've been wanting to see all our. Oh, times. absolutely. Is absolutely. Superheroes doing their the that. I mean, look at that. That looks exactly like I would picture it, you know?
0: I love that we are finally, finally getting movies that fully embrace their comic bookness. Yeah. And not shying away with it, Nobody's you know, like going, the damn DC movies are doing. You know, the stupid. DC movies are ashamed of their heroes in the world that their their heroes operate in these are just glorying in it and i love oh. that love it
2: just seeing this little kitchen is just like oh boy
0: <laughs> he makes this movie for me the same way he made first
2: class i can't get enough of this oh guy. he's a fantastic actor he's a fantastic actor and there's uh, there's been some rumors
0: out there that they uh, they've been eyeing him for I'm trying to remember it was it Boba Fett I heard that they were eyeing him for, huh. for the solo Boba Fett movie. That's great. <laughs> Just the look on his face, like oh I am so gonna hurl. That's great.
2: Now I remember when
0: the movie was brand new coming I out. I love that his
2: leather jacket is spray painted, by the way. <laughs> it's. It, it reminds me of something you and I would have done, you know? Right. We're like, I want a silver jacket. The only way I'm going to get it is spray paint this jacket silver. I love it.
0: I remember when this movie was brand new in the theaters and everything. I, uh,
1: <laughs> I love that.
2: It's just like the president. What about that? I love that. I had
0: posted something on Facebook about was it anachronistic that the kid is wearing a uh, Dark Side of the Moon T-shirt, but I, I guess it's not. I thought Dark Side was coming out right around this time, so it just seemed a little weird. I think it was
2: 74. Was it 74? Side was 74, yeah. All right, so it is anachronistic. It then. might be anachronistic, yeah. Or no, you know, it could be 72. I don't know. I'm not going to pop up Google and, and mess up the Skype call, but it's it's very possible.
1: <laughs> that's a great
0: moment <laughs> as much as I didn't need Wolverine in this there are some moments with him that really work well I, uh, you know I think this they, is a great little moment right here my mom knew it once guys yeah, that, I, I love that and then he course, looks at him
2: just to mess with. yeah
0: of course but, in, you know, in the comics that's his dad I love that
2: well when you see his mom you don't see her as as uh, you see her as more of my kind of lady than uh, Magneto's.
0: <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon is the eighth album uh, from Pink Floyd, released March nineteen seventy three. So I'm gonna say I think it's anachronistic that the kids wear in a, in. a Dark Side of the Moon,
2: yeah, Moon it's, T-shirt. It's worn in too. It's it's it looks like a vintage.
0: I don't. I don't remember seeing my first Floyd T-shirt until well into the '80s. So, I, you know, I mean, I'm not saying they didn't exist. I'm just saying that. No, we I, were just not.
2: We weren't paying attention before that. Oh, yeah. in the '70s, we were too young. Also, in the '70s, every kid in high school had their Pink Floyd T-shirts on. I mean,
0: but in the same year that the album came out, though, that's my point
2: probably yeah oh sure uh, you know, cuz it know. was a different different days you know the new pink floyd movie or here we go out, it's a big deal greatest greatest scene in the movie this is
0: i this hate this is not only the greatest scene in the movie this is one of the greatest superhero scenes ever, ever. in a movie i think ever I, i'm going to go so far as
2: to say this is one of the the top 10 greatest superhero moments ever not, right here not superheroism but just capturing a superhero doing what they do. I and, love this. And and the, the the juxtaposition of the music is perfect. Did this win Best Special Effects? Because I know it I was know. nominated. I don't know. All I know is this got a standing ovation in the theater. Oh, yeah. Uh, when I saw it, people were, like, just... I mean, the, the theater was erupting in laughter. This is the thing
0: everybody was talking about after seeing this yes. movie. It's fantastic.
2: It's just a brilliant, brilliantly. And I hate bullet time. Bullet time, like, kind of takes me out of all movies. This is the perfect use for bullet time. Oh, absolutely. Because this is really what you know, what it's like to be in his universe. I love him just shifting the bullets around. That is fantastic. I think the biggest I don't know, biggest flaw in this movie, but the biggest disappointment in this movie was that the characters (laughs) didn't realize that they should probably take this kid with them on everything they do. Because if they had Quicksilver with them, they could have really... uh, had an easier time in a lot of future situations. Well, he
0: is going to get a much, much bigger role in the next one. I hope so. I I would imagine the demand No, they they I, I don't think it. they until the movie hit, I don't think they realized what they had, but after the movie hit and this was what everybody talked about, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have seen that reported many places that, yes, Quicksilver is going to be in the next one, and he will be a much bigger role in the next one as well. Here's the one line. The one line. Oh! That's such a bad line. That one just... That one makes me cringe every... As much as I really like this movie, that one line makes me cringe every time.
2: Yeah, it's too... It's too shoehorned in... Imagine if they were metal. Oh, come on, really? From the future. Eh? I love that
0: look. All right, Brian Singer with the airplane scenes, man. Because you know we got a great airplane scene. Well, you know airplanes are kind there's of phallic. A, there's, a, <laughs> there's a great, you know, the the these scene in Superman Returns was the uh, was the airplane scene. This. This is a great scene. This is this one in the in the scene we just had with Quicksilver. Probably my favorite scenes in the whole movie,
2: right here. Once again, this could have been really cheesy, but the way they execute it, it oh, the
0: acting is fantastic.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, that's another got, another mm-hmm. thing is they've realized with superhero movies that it's like don't just throw a star at it, throw the right star at it. Right. And once they do that, they, I mean, I. Have you seen Prometheus yet? Oh yeah. Was not he Fantastic Fastbinder was Oh yeah. like he owned that movie too. He
0: was what kept me watching cuz I, I you know about I don't know about halfway through or whatever I'm like why am I watching this? But I kept watching it cuz he was fantastic. This is amazing. This is great with him just saying the names is great.
2: This is a great scene. Well, what I like I I love that you can see the skin of the plane. Mhm. And we were supposed to protect them ah, your own God, to? I love this scene. and and I gotta say up to the, the, they're brilliant with the way they present Magneto in these movies because he's the villain. I don't know. I identify more with Magneto than you know I would if if see I, don't, if I was in this situation for real and people were taking. The people I knew and di- killing them and dissecting them, I would be I would be making my point by almost crashing the plane too. Well, but see, Ma- here, but always- what I like
0: about this is that he's not the villain yet. No. You know, no, but that's the,
2: that's why they that's how they do it with Magneto in these movies. It's brilliant. You like, I I'm like, hey, I'm right with Magneto all the way, and then he gets to the point where you know the a line gets crossed, and it's always. It just always happens in these movies where, you know, now Magneto is going (laughs) to the point where he's a villain, you know. Right. Where he's going to, where it comes down to where he's going to have to kill innocent people.
0: And that's the point where he crosses the line into being a villain. So I would agree with you that like in X1 and 2, and especially the third one, you know, that he is by that point, he's the villain. He's the bad guy because he's... Well, that, that- he's gone so far around the bend that he's willing to just kill people to get what he wants, but he hasn't gotten to that point in these, and that's why he's the character I kind of, uh, you know, kind of look at and, and go, okay, this, you know, he, he's just the one that I think is the coolest in these because. You know, I, I like the the philosophy that the professor is trying to expound and everything, but it's Magneto that kind of seems to have his shit together a little bit better and understand the more, you know, he's a little more pragmatic about it.
2: This guy, this guy isn't in the movie for very long. He does a really good job at this role. He, mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't have much to do, and he's not a very deep character, but somehow he really portrays in the in these few scenes what a weak and like, you know, he's jealous. You know, jealous and like show show offy kind of person he is. You know, with mm-hmm. just a few little actions, but then he sells it with the with his physical acting and just his facial expressions. Right. It, it's it's a detail that you know, it's what it's what makes stuff like this special. I think. He's just—he's sleazy, you know. Sleazy, yeah. You can see, but you can see his image of himself, and okay. it's like this whole scene. I can almost see inside of his head where he's picturing himself as like James Bond, right. you know, the suave guy. But at the same time, at the same time, he's also like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, I got a blonde girl. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Eh?
0: What the
2: hell is wrong with you?
1: What's
2: the matter, baby? You don't think I look pretty like this? Ew. Now isn't she supposed to be naked? Isn't she? That's pretty much. Like I've always wondered if this is like how she is relaxed, or if she just gives herself a little flat out over the nipples and stuff, so she's not totally mm. naked. Now I, I I always that makes I, sense. I thought it was kind of weird in this movie i love i love that she's that's a total comic book thing to him holding him up on his <laughs> neck but you know i i i like that they left it sort of um unclear whether this guy's dead or whether he she was, was just, breathing was he yeah
0: because i thought that the
2: first time i saw it i thought she killed him but i don't think
0: she did but maybe she did i don't know maybe it was just this, maybe i'm relaxing as he well, it assumes room temperature or Just something. Just almost
2: crashed a plate He's like, "Hey, let's have a game of chess." <laughs> <laughs> what else are they going to do?
0: There's no stewardesses. There's no in-flight movie. You got to pass the time somehow. Where's the jet? What do you mean? Where's the jet? Why are they in this airplane? Didn't they have? They had the? Oh, it crashed. That's right. I forgot about that. It crashed on the beach in the in the prior movie. Mm
2: the blackbird they took me out before I could. and i like how you can see he was one of us. I, I like how you can see how he's like maybe i believe you maybe i don't but maybe dummy if you hadn't if you hadn't been taking your happy drugs and been on the cerebro you would have known that right which is i just thought of that right now that like professor x might have in this universe might have been able to prevent the Kennedy assassination Mm -hmm. maybe they'll maybe they'll cross streams with the Stephen King novel and have a save Kennedy how is that book? is it any good? it was good the the ending was a little weak but the ending worked and was actually kind of had kind of a touching ending actually Hmm. it was it it's one of those things where how can you build up, you know? It, it's a, it, how can you live up to the build up to it, and he does a good job. Right. It was a good read. It was a really good read. It's mostly a romantic story. Hmm. It comes right down to it with the, but it also is very interest. It has a lot of interesting stories around the Kennedy, you know, of characters around the Kennedy, and it also has an up close and personal depiction of Lee Harvey Oswald that right. rings really true and realistic and it also like you know it plays with the conspiracy theories but it also plays with the fact that you know there was a lot in reality that just nobody saw and it's it was a very it was a good read it got me actually interested in reading some more Stephen King I got his sequel to the The Shining lined up for what one of the oh, I didn't know he like, wrote one yeah with the with Danny Torrance grown-up hmm and it yeah, seems I wasn't like sure a, how I I'm sorry it seems like it's not like The Shining it seems like he's grown up he works in a hospital and he sorta of has a penchant for knowing when people are gonna die so he helps out people who are dying but then it sounds like it turns out to be a vampire story about a group of vampires that are old folks like retirees that travel around the country <laughs> in 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 RVs I love that they you know they're just sort of um sort of alluding to the Zapruder film in a way and yeah it's it's I know it's supposed to be old television footage but it's got that zapruder it's handheld and oh it... well,
0: yeah it's it's filmed on the on the original equipment which i think is pretty cool oh really the, 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 is that well I, i'm assuming i mean just it by the like look of is. the film and everything it looks like it is but uh yeah i was not sure how i felt about the the thing of you know kennedy was a mutant that they went for in this but they didn't beat okay, you over so, the head with yeah, it. yeah it's either,
2: just a so. little thrown in twist it would have been very interesting, though. You know, that's a, that's an interesting storyline.
0: Damn it, midgets creep me out, man.
2: <laughs> He's good in the role, though. He really is. He's one of the finest actors out there. Uh, I mean... I probably... I-, I love Game of Thrones. It's a great show. Might not have made it through it without him, though. Because it's just, you know, it's... He's, his character in that is, you know, you're waiting to see him. And a, every minute he's on the screen is just like, ex, you know, excitement. Excitement. So much excitement in such a small package. That's what she said. Yeah, if it had been Billy Barty, I don't know if it had worked the same way. You know what I mean? <laughs> or Hervé um, Hervey <laughs> The mutant! The mutant! With this weapon, on, this we, we this couldn't even activate If I turn the system on,
1: <laughs> couldn't even get out of here. <laughs> unless, unless... Unless. Oh, man. Boss,
2: there's a mutant in the room. <laughs> I, I love the like like, aww. Stay.
0: Machines don't make
2: this is such a creepy scene.
0: Now, what if his mutant power is like, you know,
2: he's got an extra toe or
0: something, you know, and they're, right, they're exactly. ready to
2: shoot him. Right. He's got he's got a mutant mole on the back of his neck.
0: <laughs> that says, "Quade, start the reactor. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Some nice moves here whoever whoever trains her whoever sets these uh these shots up
2: with them. her doing her martial arts stuff it's just fantastic well once again another thing that's that's to the benefit of this movie that we saw in captain america first Ranger, it's coherent right what she's doing it makes sense and that's what i like because in the comics you know they're freeze frames so you see exactly what's yeah what one move i love
0: how he just suddenly waves his hand and Striker's now being zapped by his right own. Right in
2: the neck, yeah. That's great. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> but this is this is the. I I like how Wolverine sees Striker and has a little freak out. Although for the yeah. life of me, I wouldn't have recognized him. Right. Maybe he can. But well, he sees him. the
0: name tag. Oh right, yeah. Well, at least I think he does.
2: And and like I said, his eyes. He's sort of got the same eyes. It's a little creepy. But I, well, like I like
0: that, that they, they show the guy from X2 to,
2: to clue you in that that's what it's all about. And even though Wolverine is the big character in this, I've noticed that they he's such a softened-up character in the movie. See, I don't think he is, though. I, I think he's the mechanism to he's the most, make
0: the story work, but I still see this as Magneto's story in a lot of ways.
2: But, yeah, but I mean, they just... Wolverine is so going to be in in pretty much every X Men. This is a great shot. Yes, this beauty shot of
0: her right there with the Eiffel Tower in the background—that's great.
2: And And once again, the bullet bullet time, perfect in this Mm -hmm. this context. Yep,
0: because they're doing something original with it. You know, they're not just overplaying
2: it. And that's really Zapruder-like, you know, the... the... He's, slipping.
1: he's slipping. back. I'm losing
2: it. Oh, yeah, that's All right. So right. whenever Stuff
1: he's having on his little...
0: All right, so he has his little spaz here, and then later in the movie when he drowns, he drowns as Future Well, What about when he was getting rounds pumped into him when he first got into the past in well another thing seat. i'm
2: wondering about the past is is, is it condensed or if they has she been sitting there for two days <laughs> three days you know w- zapping his head you know yeah, they have is, a is it happening in real time they, or what they,
0: yeah they don't show it but there's actually a a, a bucket underneath her <laughs>
2: right exactly yeah exactly <laughs> she's kind of thinks mom comes in every once in a while and here you go sweetie pie Okay, there you go.
0: Ah! Ah! <laughs> oh, you gotta put somebody's eye out with those things. Now, why wasn't Magneto holding
2: him down from the get-go? You're <laughs> right. really good in this part too. What? This is brutal. Brutal. Just dragging her back by the bullet. That's gotta hurt so ah. bad. But this is this is that this is that key scene that they have with Magneto and all of them where Ow! where he crosses that line, you know, mm-hmm. where he's like he's for for the sake uh, for the, and you know I mean it's generally acknowledged he probably loves her, but he's you know he's so cold and pragmatic, right? And he's he in a in a sense he's very realistic and he's looking at the big picture. It's this this is sort of reminds <laughs> me a, a little of the Captain America story, where you have Professor X and these guys who represent the idealism, you know. And Magneto's, wow. like, the the just cold, cynical realism of this. Right. This is another brutal scene. Or no, this isn't actually that brutal. I, I keep thinking that he impales him on.
0: It's pretty brutal, though, because I always think of this as... You know, if you had to film a scene where somebody's trying to choke you and drown you underwater, I would scare the hell out of me to be that actor having to film that scene.
2: Especially if you're... I mean, Fassbender's obviously like one of those real actors who sinks himself into the role. Right. So, you know, these two guys, he's probably just like, No, hold me down, man. I'm gonna fight you. You hold me down. I. Now, does the music in this part remind you of
0: Ghostbusters? Yes! Every time I hear this part, I'm think, I think of that part in Ghostbusters where the, uh, expect- the 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 reactor thing goes up and frees all the spirits
2: out of it. Yeah, it's almost you expect, the same piece like, of music. You expect ghosts to come out of the subway and out of hot dog <laughs> carts and stuff. You got What's-Her-Name walking out going, It's a sign, all right? Going out of business. <laughs> I love that you, in that shot, you can see him just sort of like grinning under the water. He's just a, right. sort of like, ah, thought I was dead. Eh? Why does Iceman have a She's beard? Iceman looks like Star-Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Time for Striker to crawl out of there. Get him! Go get him! Yeah, it was just like... That would have been very interesting if to see what would happen if Wolverine put a put a claw through his neck right there. I love that. Wave of his hand everybody goes flying. Look at that guy in the background. What a he's got the hair and everything. <laughs> There's another guy. Look, that guy just <laughs> appeared where the blonde guy was. That's weird. They like switch places, but both guys were pure 70s. It's great. They
0: really nailed the uh, the look and feel of the, of the 70s character. I, I love it. What are you looking at, Jacques Cousteau?
2: Give us a profile. (laughs) I love how people scatter. Stop whining. Wolverine's thinking thoughts of old ladies and baseball games. (laughs) Did you think Patrick Stewart was looking particularly old in this one? Yeah, I mean... It was really, you know, I, I, I felt kind of bad for Patrick Stewart. For, I, it, It's really weird because um, you would think it would be Ian McClellan, like when you see pictures of him, he's looking really old.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, but Patrick Stewart, Ian McClellan, I, I felt kind of bad for Patrick Stewart, Ian McClellan, and um, Halle Berry because they really didn't have a lot to do. Maybe they were happy because they only had to go in for a couple days of shooting. Right. Especially Halle Berry. She really, you know, she just had to walk through a couple things and die. Well, I was particularly I didn't like, impressed. I didn't like the Nixon at first. I'm warming up to the Nixon in this now. The yeah. Subsequent viewings. I love that shot of his three dogs. That is so <laughs> awesome. But I like I, I like that they did not overplay Nixon at all. They did not have... No. And right. The, it's, I think it's a pretty... Well, I like that they didn't make him a villain either because they could
0: have, you know, they could have so easily gone with the the stereotypical cheap shots on Nixon, and they didn't do that. He's simply the president of the time, which I
2: really appreciated. I think, and Nixon is an anomaly as that goes, especially for his history. I think Nixon became a parody in the eyes of people and like the villain right after Watergate. Right. And everybody was doing imitations of him and stuff. But in a rare American sort of thing, uh, rare for America, I think in the past 20 20 years since he died, um, people's, you know, I don't think people are thinking of him as a good president per se, but they're thinking of him more realistically. Right. You know, is, uh, and more in perspective and like alright right, he did this he broke the law of this There's, you know, there's been plenty of presidential tomfoolery in between to to, make it so he's not like the sole standout well there was plenty of tomfoolery before him too so I think time has been a little kinder right, yeah. to Nixon to the point if they did a parody version of him in here it would have just been silly mm-hmm. and uh, I mean The guy's got the look down. <laughs> and now, correct
0: me if I'm wrong, but isn't by its very nature dwarfism a mutation?
2: I'm not sure if it's a what if it's a if it's a, if it's a mutation or what or a genetic. I don't know. <laughs> for I, I, research Yeah, I, like I don't know if those are the same thing. Too. Even I don't. Yeah, I don't have enough medical background to know that but yeah that's not the kind of the kind of mutants they're worried about though I don't think (laughs) those kinds of mutants are fun and you can toss them
0: maybe they should have cast him as Ant-Man oh god
1: she is
2: so cute yeah, it's one thing that, man, there's a long span of time between these movies and they've done a good job of keeping everybody looking about right. That's harsh, but I love it. <laughs> and I love how he he doesn't have a camera. He doesn't need a camera. He just needs a light Yep. A shot glass. And although I don't know how he's keeping the shot glass up. It's got a metal it's got a ring. Metal I thought ring about on yeah, it. Yeah, I thought about
0: that too. But yeah, it's got a metal ring.
2: You're right. Now the it's...
0: thing is, though, with him stitching up the his own back of his head, and I thought about this during the scene where he uses the metal from the railroad ties to to modify the sentinels. If he can't see it, how can he do it? You know what I mean? He can't see the own his own back of his own head. So how does he know he's doing it correctly and he's not going to like stab through to his brain or something?
2: I thought about that too, but you can feel, you can feel where the needle touches your head. So you can feel if it's touching in the right place.
1: I guess. I'm
2: I'm guessing maybe, you know, that he's just like got a little and, you know, if I was thinking about that, because then I was thinking about, well, if I was reaching behind and doing that, I could sort of do it. You could sort of reach behind and... I'm doing it as I speak, too. <laughs> you wouldn't see what you were doing and be, wouldn't do a very neat job. So I was guessing maybe that his powers, instead of just sort of visualize what he's doing, he sort of senses it. Right. So when he's doing something, it's almost like he's expanding his senses. Yeah, I don't know if they thought it through that much as, as her, far as it was, just a, it was just a cool too. scene <laughs> that they wanted to present. And it also shows how hardcore he is.
0: I like that her makeup is 70s authentic, too. I thought that was a nice touch.
2: It should be. And he's 100% right. That's the thing is, he's always 100% right until he comes to a point where it's like... It's like Captain America. There was lots of stuff in the Captain America movie where, you know, his right and wrong didn't see... Where right and wrong thinking wouldn't solve the situation, you know? You're applying it out of principle, and and that's where you get the difference here. You get Professor X is like, you know, we'd rather take the risk of the future going wrong rather than just killing everybody that it's necessary to kill, you know? I would love to see
0: those two worlds collide in the in the movies. Get like this Magneto and Captain America and Wolverine, because there was a great story in. um, I don't know if you ever watched any of it. There was a a show on TV This going back a ways a good 15 or more years. Uh, There was an animated series called X-Men Evolution, I think was the name of it. And there was a great flashback episode where Wolverine was essentially Bucky. And in World War II, he and Cap were partners. And it was a really good storyline. I'd love to see something like that on the big screen. That'd be pretty cool.
1: This comes back. They all come back.
2: I really like him in this role. There's a nice uh, bit of acting there. It's just
0: so funny because the clothing in this just reminds me so much of my uncles from when I was a kid because,
2: you know, they really dressed like this. It just yep. cracks me up. Well, they didn't go Austin Powers, you know, They'd right? Go yeah. outrageous. They did what actually people would would really have worn, mm-hmm. which is a little more Austin Powers than it is today. But it's not just that garish. Right. <laughs> I like how he's like eh, licking his lick, lips, looking at it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it this is much more the junkie scene, I think. Yes. Because he's 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 jonesing for that fix, you know. Hands
2: shaking. he's yeah. got the face.
0: He don't judge me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah
2: I could watch people get torn apart limb by limb, but uh, you see a needle in and it just like sends chills up my spine. <laughs> uh not, and I and like I'm you not ex-pussy. expecting it. the X Men movie.
0: No, I know what you mean. I, I've seen some brutal, brutal shit in the movies, you know. But uh, that scene where Norman Bates grabs onto the the knife blade in Psycho, Psycho Two, two just oh, oh my god, I it cannot watch that shit. down the. Oh, oh, I yeah. can't stop it. <laughs> I can't even think about it. It just makes my friggin palms sweat.
2: Oh, that's brutal shit when that happens. That reminds me of when I was a little kid. When we were little kids, there were... I remember some little kid telling me... Can I have the floaty chair? You ever slid down the banister? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, now imagine you're sliding down the banister. And it turns into a razor blade. Ah!" And I was just like, ah! (laughs) And that was the first time that, like, thinking about something like that just, like, freaked me. It was just like, Spinal fluid. All right, I know it's
0: not nice, but just watching a uh, midget brain, and tissue work and spinal cracks me up.
1: What?
0: Just watching a midget work cracks me up.
2: Oh, look, he's got a cute little microscope. <laughs> exactly,
0: they just look ridiculous. I'm
2: sorry. No, why do you think he has that big head? To <laughs> put that big science brain in there. <laughs>
0: I guess there weren't any ATMs yet in the '70s,
2: right? And 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 once again, he's not—he's not like that villainy of a villain, right? So you can understand his point of view. Until um, now, even I don't know what this character in the comics' backstory is of why he's got a. Usually, they have a chi- story of why they have a chip on the shoulder about mutants god i can't
0: you know he's from the comics too and i can't remember all i all i remember about bolivar trask is that he he created the mutant or the um and
2: i can't beyond that i don't remember shit about his backstory i've read it and i just that's okay we'll find out in the comments section of facebook after we put this out (laughs) somebody somebody will remember and tell us I want to say
0: that it turns out that the irony of the story is that he is a mutant too, but I, I, I could be dead wrong about that, I really just don't remember.
2: Yeah, his, his little mutant detector would have worked in, in this one on him. That would have been... Unless he already knows it and has taken his wavelength out or whatever. Right. I'm just wondering why keeps that the floor particular... the buffed in this place. <laughs> Is is there an old fat guy that just comes out with the buffing machine once a well, week? There's
0: probably a mutant. That's his that's his mutant power, the buff <laughs> the
2: <laughs> the
0: human buffer. I love that the the greetings professor voice was that very much like uh What was that game? Merlin or something that that would talk like that? Oh, you know um what I
2: mean it was um it might have been Merlin, there was one called, um... I used to have one of them. You um, know what I'm
0: talking about. Yes. I don't think it was Merlin,
2: but it was something like that. It was like, hello, oh, I'm blah, blah, blah.
0: <laughs> Speak and spell or whatever.
2: Yeah. Everything else is dusty. Why is only that the only dusty thing in this whole place? The whole is talcum powder. They like to keep it baby fresh and then Second there. movie in a row with people dusting off old equipment, literally. <laughs> I like this in contrast to the earlier scene with just the scattered mutants and every time and everyone you saw was like had a cop pointing a gun at him or was right. around. I guess they actually see this too, because
0: that would freak me out if I'm standing on this precipice and all of a sudden the room starts spinning like yeah. this. I would just fall off and I'd die. I'd be like, I'm telling you. if I
2: sit down through this, it looks. Like um, I'm so to.
0: gonna hurl. Either that, I'd be like, God damn, this trip's
2: aw- or this ride's awesome. What a trip! It's like it's actually it's like Willy Wonka when they go through the tunnel.
0: Ow. Okay, if it starts sizzling, take it off your head. Yes.
2: My brain's fried.
0: Objective generator.
2: <sighs> it's fine. There was one shot where it looked like he was starting <laughs> to enjoy using it again. But... Right.
1: It's
0: not the machinery, is it? This is your brain. This is your brain on Cerebro. Any questions?
1: It won't take it. It's just a little rust. You don't understand. It's not a question of being rusty. I can flip the switches. I can turn the knobs. But my power comes from here. It comes from you. Oh,
2: shut it's up. You're better. rusty. Rusty snob. <laughs> Rusty Miller.
0: (laughs) Rusty, stop!
2: (laughs) Be careful. Shouldn't there be handrails? You would think would be just. It would just be a nice precaution to have. It would not take too
0: much for him to accidentally drive off the side of that thing.
2: I don't know. If I made a secret, secret, whole compound, I might make it a death trap too, just out of principle. Because you can't. You know, it's not like. It's not like the government's going to come in and fine you for not having the proper handrails. It's not OSHA. Room. Exactly. <laughs> Osha yeah, well, I can see making it thing.
0: a death trap, but you don't want to make it a death trap for yourself. So if he comes in there drunk in his wheelchair one night and drives off the side of the damn it thing. Gets
2: drunk and he's heading into the cerebro room thinking he's going in the bathroom to take a piss and takes <laughs> a header into the... Yeah. <laughs> Could happen. And it would be especially awkward if you were on a wheelchair tumbling off there. Yes, you're right.
0: Kiss me, you mutton truck freak. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to keep finding a way to work that into every commentary. (laughs) I love you too. (laughs) Ah!
1: You're a freak. I don't want your suffering. I don't want your future. Past my future. Look for your future.
2: Past my future? I'd rather pass a kidney stone. <laughs> Can I just pass some gas? <laughs> Our minds one.
0: My mind to your my Yeah, exactly. Eh? This is a trippy scene right here. Yeah. See, I'm trying to decide if the whole thing with them being like kind of decrepit whether that's an affectation for the film or whether this is Kind of they're where we're old. No, I mean, I know there. they're up there, but I, I don't, you know, I don't think of I think,
2: Patrick Stewart as being. Well, I mean, their characters are definitely older than they are in this. Right. So they did. So they probably did age them a little bit. So
0: this is what he's got to be, you know, as the character of Professor X here, he's got to be ancient, because. How old would you say he was supposed to be in first class?
2: Oh, 20, late 20s. So late
0: 20s in 62. And now this is Charles, supposed to be about
2: hair is lost forever.
0: <laughs> this is supposed to be about 10 years into the future. So this is, say, 2020, say 2022, just for simple math. So what is that? That's, what, 50, 60 years, right? Yeah. So, yeah, he's got to be like in his 80s. In his 80s, yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, they had to, naturally, they're older than they should be if this was like a normal time. You know, when they get back to normal present day X-Men, Patrick Stewart's little older than he should be right but uh and this they probably had to they definitely like really paid attention to the crags around his eyes and, and right. all that stuff
0: well you know actually i think you just answered my question because when they do get back to the revised future you know the the revised present day no it would still be the slightly the future though wouldn't it Because this one's supposed to take place a few years into our actual future. You know, the the future sequences of it. So when when Wolverine winds up back in his own time, it's still a few years into our future. He is, Professor X, seems a little more perky and energetic and all that. So maybe this is, maybe it's his portrayal. He's portraying himself as kind of old and beaten down, you know? Yeah. Weathered by the the war kind of thing.
2: and just physically older.
0: I uh, I both like the scene and kind of go, oh, give me a break with the scene at the same time. Now, I like this idea of him pulling himself to the. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I like the idea of him pulling up the the ties. This is really cool. Or not the ties but the rails, rather. It's very. But then the it, rest it of really it. Cool is kind of goofy you know with you know he him how does using he the metal s- inside yeah it's just you know he can't see it
2: so how does he know he's doing it right i i gotta figure he maybe has some sort of can radar around it or whatever sense but <laughs> these have no metal in them so they should sort of be a non-starter for him he maybe he's looked over their specs somehow you know from the intel that raven got somehow but yeah i mean to take a machine that's like this this crafted and to work the metal in it so it could still work it's it's a little bit of a stretch yeah. But it works. It's it's but Hey, If you're gonna
0: if, if you're gonna buy everything else
2: in this, why not buy that too, you know? I I would have had him somehow using like mercury or something like that would have Right. Looked, yeah, liquid metal would have been cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Going into the Or somehow had a way to melt it and then See so yeah, I told you she had a drip pan underneath her. <laughs> She's lost too much blood. She can't keep going like this. No they didn't really Show how she got cut by his claws as well. They didn't illustrate that as well as they could have. I noticed they had dialogue to sort of right. put that in. But it would have been
0: funny if that scene had showed him just flailing around and then Magneto restrains him to the table and then it goes back to her. She and just, just, slide head just apart, slides apart. off. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's that.
2: Yeah, I don't think they 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 spent as much uh, effort on the the bookend scenes, except for fighting the Sentinels. Stop. Stop running. Charles? That lady looks familiar from something, but I can't remember where I've seen her before. She looks like uh, Dear Abby or something. <laughs> <laughs> or there there's like there's also some sort of food product that she maybe she looks a little Betty Crocker. <laughs> Shut up! That looks like John Waters. Well,
1: those are Eric's words, not yours. <laughs> oh.
2: The girl I grew up with wasn't capable of killing. She was good, fair, full of compassion. It would be funny if she just started punching people out.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gimme that. Eh? Shut her down, Charles. It's Linda Carter. Bit, yeah and a prince a little bit
0: now he doesn't have the power to get into her mind and stop her but he's got the power to put in
2: a three d hologram of himself standing in the hallway well i i'm I'm assuming this okay. is in her mind right no it is but still although people are walking around him
0: <laughs> this is true <laughs>
2: I notice like after that shot they're not showing him again because now I'm like trying to now I want to see it to see if there's shadows moving over him and stuff. Or is he casting a shadow? Or is he casting a shadow but they probably are already too smart to they the, in the editing they're like yeah we better not show him again. Oh there he is. No he's yeah, getting shadow shadows just, on him. Yeah shadow just went past him. Zoop. Nice trick. you see that Ooh, that felt good.
1: Or <laughs> in an boarding a plane? A plane to
2: where?
0: She's on the last plane to Clarksdale.
1: something to show you.
0: Uh-oh. Star Trek. It's
2: awesome. Ah. <laughs> uh sanford and son and kirk man (laughs) very happy and pbs all three channels (laughs)
0: this guy looks like an authentic 70s newscaster he looks like
2: mike wallace yeah he
0: does they didn't show midgets on tv back then
2: oh fools Unless it was a variety show, not without show. goofy music playing.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, juggling a plate on a stick or something. Exactly. There's
1: more bad news. I saw a report. traces of her blood
0: There's Kirk again. Nobody ever remarks on him being a midget, which I found a little bit weird. I thought. Oh, that would I mean, be It's the '70s. You no, know? it's tasteless.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's the 70s. You're Somebody
0: should have said right. something like, oh, aren't you a cute little man? And he's yeah. like, uh, screw you.
2: Corrects itself. That was weird. It was like a what still frame do, of Sulu. Flowing in the same <laughs> Sulu, are you all right? You and man, Kirk's been just talking into the screen for a long time. Right. I'm just glad they didn't like cut to the Gorn or something like that. It would have been a little too obvious. Man, they Kirk's did just, that in Coneheads. That's how Coneheads starts with the guy watching the,
0: the Gorn episode. That's okay. I, that's that
2: was it was fresh at that time during right. in Bill and Ted and stuff. Right. Now I'm waiting to get. Now I wait to see that monitor again to see if Kirk's still talking. I'm pretty sure that was playing
0: out of order in that uh in that episode, but I'm not a hundred percent.
2: Goes right back to the Pentagon. It would be fun to be Magneto and just be able to sort of stride in anywhere you wanted to go. He's got his balls out. Yeah. His executive toy. <laughs> I like how he's just sort of Doofing around with those fingers. Doink. That's cool. Uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a pretty cool power to have. That angle, that angle with that hat. And not this angle, but they had a shot there. It's had almost looked like a state trooper hat. Right. For a second.
1: Totally that's a macabre cob
2: little 22. display. Yeah, though, it the is. Wing there, you know, that's well, it's like. It's very almost,
0: selective too, because there's nothing from Banshee. There's nothing from
2: Azazel. It's just the three of them. It's kind of a weird mix. It's it's, it, it, it's probably really pissing him off because it really like it seems kind of Nazi like to have little trophies like that of right. people that you've dissected. So that's probably really uh, grinding uh, Magneto's gears.
0: Now, granted, he could have always, you know, affected a new helmet in the 10 years between the last movie and this one, but that is a completely different (laughs) helmet than the
2: one that he had at the end of First Class. Now, is his helmet, like, I can't remember, is it, like, an electronic thing, or is it, like, just the type of metal that doesn't let Xavier's brain through? Is it something he has to have a scientist, you know, put... put, I don't know that they ever explained it. Yeah.
0: I like that he has it in the movie for a scientific reason, which is to keep Charles out of his head. I'm pretty sure that that's an invention of the movies. Now again, if somebody else listening knows differently, please feel free to write in and correct me. I am by no means an X-Men expert, but because uh,
2: it's pretty much decorative in the comic, I guess. That-
0: that's what I always thought. You know, it was more of a, you know, here's this cool outfit kind of thing, but in the movies, yeah, because they, you know, that's one of the things about the movies, if they do it right, that I like is when they take something that is potentially a very goofy comic booky thing, but they, they use it, but they give you a reason why it exists in that world. And that's what they did in the right. very first X-Men movie with Magneto's helmet is give you a reason why he wears that dorky helmet, you know, is that it keeps Charles out of his head. I think that's. Cool. I th- thought that was brilliant that they did it that way.
2: Well, because that's an obvious story killer. Is if Xavier can just
0: stop him. Stop yeah. Stop him. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't quite look t- You know, period authentic. That close up of that dude. But well, this is brilliant right here because, for one, it's a you know it, it feels real because Wolverine's expecting it to be you know, the metal in his body to set it off. He's forgotten that he doesn't have the skeleton yet, but also it's a callback to the very first movie where the metal detector went off at Liberty Island and he put his claws through it. So I, I liked that little moment. I thought that was pretty cool. I like the...
2: I, I, man, they just thought this out really well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that it, the, it, that it just looks like a realistic Press setup, you know, oh, yeah. had a movie press setup with the press, yep. with the with the camera stands that they had it to have. It feels very
0: stands. period authentic. It really does, without I going overboard. So impressed. It, that guy yeah. in the
2: background, that weird owl guy. There were so many guys <laughs> walking around when we were kids that looked like that. Slow clap.
1: <laughs> Australia.
2: I mean right there that that looks like a real shot of Nixon Mm -hmm. the historical Nixon it's very good
0: what'd she say I'm pregnant is that what she said I I sounded like (laughs) look at that the girl that outfit On, uh, Xavier's right there, that outfit behind him is just hysterical. (laughs) I like the old hippie dude standing up
2: and saluting. (laughs) Everybody's got bad facial hair, it's so great. (laughs) I'm looking more at the people in the background, it's way amusing. See Was this, that the that's Mountain the same logo guy who buffs,
0: back in the 70s?
2: That's the same guy who buffs the uh Hey, yep, Bud the, Man! I
0: just realized Budman's on the on the the
2: advertisement there. Oh I, do you God. remember Budman? Oh yeah. That's awesome. You I don't didn't watch watch the, catch you don't watch before. the Simpsons cuz the Simpsons has Duffman as a, as the I love this scene. They just Yeah, s- I wonder if some of those soda
0: um Soda logos are period authentic, though.
2: They look about right. They look about right in my. Uh... Remember, I'm always looking out for stuff like that at rummage shops. Right. And it, it's, it's, they're very. it it. They're just right on with it, you know. Just like they were in first class. This one, this one, it's it's even subtler. If you put a Hitler mustache on that guy, he would be a... <laughs> looking exactly like Hitler.
0: That guy looks familiar, too, but I'm not yeah. sure from, I've seen him in something before. He's got a very effeminate voice. Well, there's something you don't see every day. I wasn't sure how to feel about this. On the one hand it's really cool, but on the other hand it's a
2: little much. But it's still pretty it, awesome. That's Magneto, you know, and and I mean it's it's a brilliant idea. It's a really good tactical idea. It's like, you know, nobody's nobody's pulling in the National Guard right now cuz boom, he seals off the area, you know. In so- a, in, in a typical dramatic fashion, you know.
0: In the original timeline, then the timeline that Wolverine comes from, if they had Sentinels as early as 1970, what is it, 73, right? Right. If they had them as early as 73. Why was it not until the you know the the teens or, or better of the of the 21st century before the Sentinels truly become a, a threat to mutant kind? Why were they not using them earlier than that? Because these sentinels here seem like they're fairly
2: effectual. Now, are they running? I, I mean, they're running by the story, and this is the Sen- sentinels became sentient, right? They're still on that, in 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 this movie that eventually. I mean, the the whole thing with them
0: being you know super adaptoids and all that doesn't you know that right. seems like they didn't figure all that out until the point that they're at. You know, in in the future, but still, I mean, here you have giant robot sentinels, so why did we, you know, why were they not, seemingly they weren't around, although, uh, I guess, theoretically, maybe they were around, because Wolverine battles one on the, uh, in the danger room, I was going to say on the holodeck, in the danger room in X3, That everybody took to be just a nice little, you know, fanciful nod to the comics, but maybe he—the reason he was battling a Sentinel in that was because they really did exist and they were practicing fighting them. Right,
2: right. So I I would make more sense.
0: Retconned my own question, I guess, but still, this is pretty cool. I love that shot of the ones just knocking
2: into each other.
0: What? I hate when that happens. Go into a car and it just blows up in your face. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I like that we get a little nod to Bishop. He's kind of useless, but... I like that he was thrown in there, finally, because there was a lot of people that wanted to see him. And that's neat, him shooting through a... through a portal is kind of cool. I love it. Now, I wonder it's, if this is real, that there really is a secret bunker underneath the presidential seal. That's kind of a neat idea.
2: Well, if there was <laughs> we wouldn't know if it was real or not, so Right. It would be Music's funny if, good this part. If like the Secret Service came to Brian Singer after this movie came out and said, What the hell? What the hell happened? I like his secret little chambers is totally like It's half submarine, half '70s lounge. (laughs) Those yellow chairs are
1: hilarious.
0: (laughs) The music's a little video gamey here, though, with the (laughs) but it's still pretty cool, though.
2: At at points, when you get CGI like this, a lot of times it can look pretty video gamey, in in a lot of ways. Now how are they going to escape if they sacrifice their ride? Well, at this point, remember, it's like all or nothing. Right. So they're either going to change the past and not even be here, or it's, it's curtains, so you might as well sacrifice the plane. They're just buying time at this point.
0: Right. So is that supposed to be like a nuclear explosion, I guess? I guess. So the Blackbird was nuclear powered? interesting idea that is pretty cool the special effects are pretty awesome in this there's a couple of times though that i think that the scale of the student of the stadium looks a little off though like it's not as big as it should be but it's hard to tell this is a pretty cool shot whoa
2: this is—I—I I really like this—that—that that shot of the—that's cool. Love this shot of the cop car just like, erp, crunch. <laughs> yep, that's pretty intense. But it now in regular continuity, at some point somebody had to come and uh, disassemble the whole stadium, right? <laughs> From around the White House. I love it when he gets into full mode and he's just full magneto god mode. hmm I think these Sentinels are a little too futurist, modern looking for for 70s technology. Right. I think their technology is a little too far ahead than it should be, but that can be explained off. But they, I think they should have made them look a little clunkier. They should have. I. I don't know why they didn't make them look like the old school Sentinel heads. You know, right? That. That sort of had that weird, like, African mask face sort of look to them. Ow. Yeah, Halle Berry doesn't get much to do nope. other than shoot a lightning bolt and get stabbed. Is pretty that, much it. So I'm saying, like, one day's one day of work. That's that. I miss. That. That's for Catwoman, bitch. <laughs> This, now you get your uh this is the um order 66 sequence
0: yeah very much so yeah even the music's even somewhat yes. similar now watch his eyeballs here this is great what you see the one eyeball <laughs> oh just wow
2: i never noticed that I love that. He looked like Michael Jackson there when he fired up for a second. See,
0: again, I think they're confusing Sunspot and Human Torch, but maybe that's just me. Does Sunspot fly? Because I don't yeah. think he flies. Yeah, no, he flew. Did he fly? Sunspot well, he, flies? Yeah,
2: he flew and he had sort of like a negative, you know, like negative image weird trail right, coming out right at him. Yeah,
0: that I remember. Yeah, where he turned all black. I do remember that. This is cool right here. It took me a couple of times watching this to figure out exactly what happens. So he goes through, and then wh- he comes out the door. That is
1: great.
0: So he had some serious momentum
2: built. Yeah, by they had the to just, just to build up thing. some momentum for him. That's cool. And it's it's I love those sequences because, you know, you can see that that's stuff that they've been working on in the danger room. That's stuff right. that they, or they've been working together. Okay, I'll do this, and we'll work, put them all into harmony with each other and work in concert.
0: I came to really like Beast in these movies, and I like his look so much better in this one. They went with that cat-faced Beast look that was in the comics at the time with with, uh, First Class. That was one of the few things I didn't like about First Class was the look of the Beast, but he looks a lot better here. He's more like a werewolf. Yeah. Yeah, he forgot that he doesn't have his metal claws. They're not doing so good against that thing.
2: <laughs> that suit. I used to have a leisure <laughs> suit that was that color. That I got out of a warehouse yeah, I think I have a school picture.
0: Yeah, I think I have a school picture wearing something very similar to that. You know, color-wise. Right.
2: Yeah, Whoa. that was a 70s cut. I like it. Oof. Man, he... Just extra sadistic to, to Wolverine.
0: This is awesome. Ow! That would sting. This was a scene that people freaked out for in the theater, man. Did you ever read the storyline where Magneto extracted the Adamantium? I've never read them,
2: but I've seen pictures of of the shot of it where it happened.
0: That's what this is. It's It's a nod to that. It's in reverse, of course. He's got the metal going in as opposed to coming out, but that's totally what that is, is an homage to that. But that's just brutal. Yeah, it is. The people in the theater were just losing their shit over this scene. Bye. CGI splash is a little weak right here. Yeah, it is. There's no ripples.
2: All right, Winter Soldier, better pull him out. <laughs> this, is, this, this is funny. This is running and yeah. and similar to the Winter Soldier. You're right. Yeah. Maybe Daryl Hannah will come in, pull him out of the water. <laughs> Oh, I love this part. I forgot about
0: this. I love this
2: shit. That's, you see, that's the thing is... is My is baby it,
0: monitor's going off again.
2: What's so brilliant about Magneto, the character of Magneto in these movies, is you get to love what he's doing. You know, even though he's a bad guy, you get to be like, yes, he's pulling them up out of their hidey hole. They're in their <laughs> hidey hole, so what? It's got metal around it. Yep. You know, screw, screw you, you're coming out, you know, and that's great, you know, but he always take, he's always got to take it too far, though.
1: <laughs> love
0: the adults, uh striker. This is great CGI right here. Damn, that looks great. Don't. That was fun. Can we do it again?
2: In bunker, Archie bunker. (laughs) I love that. Just you could. It's great, like a tin can. Yep. Once again, it's the comics are coming to life. You get to see Mm -hmm. Magneto in full out do his insanest Magneto stuff. But think about it: if they tried to make this movie in like 1983. (laughs) <laughs> how cheesy it would have been, you know?
0: Right, right.
2: And how limited the, it, you it, know, in the scope it
0: would have been. That's the thing is, you know, you can get these assholes that are like, oh, we're getting this this flood of comic book, blah, blah, blah. blah you know, and bring them on, man. I mean, we're now at this technological state where we can bring spectacles right. like this to the screen and make it so realistic and fun and believable in a way that's never really existed before. I, you know, we've waited our whole lives for this shit, so... <laughs> that's Bring a, him on, that's man. A,
2: oh, yeah, where he fries her face. And it's like a road wrong. rash sort of scene. But, you know, uh, that's... And look, she's, like, looking at her... She's probably going, Hey, that's that guy at the bar. <laughs> What's he doing at the White House? <laughs> he told me... He told me he was an encyclopedia salesman.
0: <laughs> that was pretty brutal where they tore Colossus apart.
1: But
2: the thing is back in and and it, it's something, you know, sometimes you'll hear people complain about it or, or say, you know, back in the day that he without all this, arm. without all this CGI, you had to rely on imagination and all that. But you know what? Now that you can do a lot of this stuff with CGI, if you do that and you couple it with imagination, it's even better. There you go. So yeah, why that's not, the thing. You know, if you do, you know, I think maybe it took ten years of shitty CGI movies with good mm-hmm. CGI and a crappy movie, or over cgi movies for people for people not. Not the viewers as much as the filmmakers, to be able to go. You know, right. we, we have to. We have to keep this creative. We uh, CG is not going to be a crutch, right? Which we can depend on.
0: Well, I and- find it very ironic that the person who pointed that out years before CGI even became a thing. You know, there was a very famous quote from George Lucas that said that the problem with most science fiction movies is they spend too much time showing you the world that they created. They're too enamored with their own creations, rather than focusing on just getting to the story. And that's where I think this movie really is working well, is that there's all these great special effects and incredible set pieces and it gives you a glimpse, but that's not what it's about. It's not about how awesome the effects are. It's about the story. And you're right; you combine it makes the that... effects
2: all that much more awesome.
0: Too. Exactly. You know, you combine that ability to bring the comic book world to real, believable physical life. But that you know you're not creating a special effects spectacle solely. you are creating a great story with you know with incredible special effects in it. that that's where it works. And that's why I'm so excited for the Marvel movies that we're getting because I think they they've figured that out. I think they figured it out very early, but they just continue to just bring us that. And I think that's great. I love it. That's cool.
2: Yeah, it's a neat shot. It's
0: very Terminator-like.
2: Yeah.
0: Ow. I hate when that happens. He does seem to heal from this awfully quickly, though, I noticed. He gets
2: over it real quick. You'd think yeah. there'd be a lot of blood spurting out. Either that or she's such a good shot that she knew how to shoot around any major... Uh, obviously, she shot around major arteries because... Yeah, well, that's what he, I was pl- thinking. is isn't your
0: carotid artery on that side?
2: That's, yeah, but I, I mean, if she shot on either side, like... That was like master marksman take somebody out without killing them shot. Right. But the the funny thing is is uh, I like I like that she's kind of saved Nixon. You know, she kind of stepped in. Stepped up for Nixon. That's that's a nice little touch that you know. So maybe that's spelled out something good for the mutants in the future by winning over Nixon. Or
0: but she's she's about to spoil all that goodwill right. by taking out. Trask on national television
1: you know
2: see see, I'm that's what I'm thinking though is I'm thinking she she didn't just you know she it did not make sense for her to copy Nixon just to shoot Magneto in the neck she could have done that through anybody she was also I think basically at that point like you know I'll protect the president you know Magneto's a killer or whatever she wants Trask but I think at that point, if she was saving the president's life that she might have figured out by now that it would probably be a good idea not to kill Trask, you know I mean right. that's that's the thing is the the um the whole t- the 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 story of them coming back from the future to to alter it, I think she would buy into that, especially if Magneto's bought into it. I think she would be like, okay, that sounds plausible I don't you know. I mean, I understand that she's like really full of hatred for her fallen friends and stuff, but then there's pragmatic survival too. So it's it's a little implausible that this is where she has her character moment, but it's also where you got it, it's also sort of the natural place to have it in the story. So nice butt.
0: I was just gonna say that's a nice crotch shot right there. Thank you, I appreciate that. Thanks. Now I thought Wolverine had to wake up in order for the future to take or the changes to take, but I'll accept it. It's still a pretty cool, uh pretty cool moment.
2: I wonder if there was any search for Wolverine or whatever. They were just like, He went back to the future, meanwhile he's like <laughs> <laughs> How <laughs> yeah especially just getting shot through the neck he's there's surprisingly little blood there's more blood on Professor X and the guy who got shot through the neck maybe he can take the 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 copper and his blood and, well, if he um, wasn't crippled
0: before he's crippled now yeah.
2: I also picture all the, the workers on the film, like, setting up those plastic chairs. <laughs> Truck unloading a set of plastic chairs. So even though nobody got killed
0: and and she stood up for Nixon and all that, I cannot believe that they still wouldn't look at the mutants and go, look, they dropped a stadium yeah. around the White House. These things are dangerous. They got to go or we got to at least have a, a, you know, protection against them or something.
2: I don't think there's any way you could have some sort of godlike beings with godlike powers without there being constant. And I mean, I don't think it I don't think this movie discounts the scrutiny of the mutants and even persecution of them but maybe it, it it was having it just that less so maybe all that really counted was nobody uses a sentence, sentinels you know that the sentinels right. be discontinued the problem with that is once you build something like a sentinel you can discontinue it so you know somebody's going to run around with those plans and you know make it in some other country you know right some Russia will get a hold of it or whatever. You know, once I want one of
0: those, by the way.
2: Yeah, that would be a nice, nice one. That's it's cool. the only future thing in his whole room. This scene made me so happy in the theater. I have mixed feelings about this scene really it's a little bit uh wizard of oz you know it's
0: a little uh it's a little back to the future but i still i love it i love it because it's you know, ballsy everything i'll he, give it that yeah well everything he went through and everything he endured pays off because you know you've got rogue and bobby are back together now i love this scene because there's a mention of buckminster fuller and i just think that's awesome Plus, at my first thought was, no, wait, what about poor Kitty? You know, she was hooked up with Iceman, and now Iceman's back with Rogue. But you'll notice that Kitty was in there with Peter, who is, who she's with in the comics. In the so comics, I thought that was say. pretty cool. I love that they got, what's his name, uh, Frasier to do Beast again, just for a just for a walk-by. I mean, yep. that's awesome.
2: Storms well, the same, same with Rogue, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, evidently, of she had life. an
0: entire storyline in this movie that was excised. Because watch when we get to the credits. She's actually credited as if she's like one of the stars of the movie. And that little blink and you miss it was all we got of her. Huh. I wonder if so, any of that's like on the DVD cut. Not the one that I have, but I've heard that they're thinking about releasing uh, what they call a rogue cut of this. Oh, so I don't know if there's any truth
2: to that, but I'm hoping that there is, because yeah, I I would like to see that. I'd be interested to see it. It's probably for the better that they cut it out, because this runs for it's two eleven, and now this see? is
0: this is what geeked me out. Is that not necessarily the gene thing that she's back alive again? That's cool and all. I never really liked Femke, whatever her name is, in this role anyway. But this, oh yes, I was so excited for that because they had a uh, a red carpet casts you know thing when this movie debuted and everybody was there but he was he either wasn't there or he was there and he said i don't appear in the movie something like that and then he actually was so they managed to keep that under wraps that Cyclops does show up at the end of them, and I thought that was awesome because I didn't know it was going to happen, and I was so hoping that if everybody else was alive again, that Cyclops sure. would be too. And I was—I had convinced myself that no, he's not; he's not going to appear. And then he does, and it's the actual actor too. I was really happy about that.
2: Well, it's funny this, but this movie, when you're saying at the beginning, he—he he acknowledges X-Men Three in this, but by here it's reset (laughs) yeah exactly three has gone here but no no, see that's fine yeah
0: no yeah that's fine I mean all I wanted was an acknowledgement that it had actually happened but now having Scott alive again makes sense because he reset the timeline I'm actually perfectly all right with that right I just didn't want them to wash it away at the beginning of the movie as if it had never happened you know what I'm saying Right, right. So it it happened in the original timeline. Now none of their adventures have have necessarily happened. So it's a a total clean slate. I can live with
2: that. Oh, you're right. This even takes out X-Men. Possibly. Well, I mean, it all happened, but differently. Right.
0: I think it's cool. It gives them a a clean slate to work with. I think it's pretty neat.
2: It was a little over-the-top for me. I think the thing that throws it a little over the top for me is the bathed in golden light fuzzy filter sort of thing that it has that you know, that waking up from a dream sort of thing.
0: Oh, I gotcha. Now, I'll admit this scene doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It made sense to me with it being Striker and everything up right up to the point where you realize it's not Striker, it's Rogue. And I'm like... All right, now I'm confused. Is she rescuing him? Is she dooming him to to be in the Weapon X program? What what exactly is going on? Right. What's the setup? I don't I don't quite get the gag.
2: Maybe in this universe, Rogue and uh Wolverine had a period where they were they were working mystique together. you mean? Or Mystique, yeah. Yeah, could be. Because it's a new continuity and stuff, I mean... They don't show, in the end, whether he's got his metal claws, whether he's adamantiumed up or not. You know what I mean? Oh
0: yeah, in the future?
2: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That might have been been one of the first things I would have checked, has been like, chink. Yeah, exactly.
1: Because if he doesn't
2: have metal claws, he could have bypassed Striker altogether. It's very possible.
0: Plus it begs the question where is the real striker during that part too? Did she do something to him or whatever?
2: Yeah, I mean yeah, she could've offed him actually for for all all we know. But it it's, is nice that, that to sort hear, of leaves it open for whatever they want to do too.
0: It is nice to hear Ottman's uh, theme for them again. Because that was one of the things I did like about X2 is I, I really I love see that's the that's where I'm conflicted because I love the score for X2 I really do it's one of my favorite comic book movie scores but I just I you know I was just nuts about the one for for first class I thought it was great so I don't know it's it's really weird but it was nice it was just nice to hear the theme again. Yeah, you watch these credits, and her name is gonna come up here in a minute, as if she was like had a big role in the movie, and she really did not. Well, neither did Holly Berry, though, either. Yeah, right
2: there, Anna Paquin. <laughs> and I mean, she literally stood. She literally did a stand, look, and then walk away.
0: They've got her over Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. I mean, that's crazy.
2: That yeah, might be I'll... a contractual thing or something like that. Yeah, no, there,
0: there was much more of the movie that she was in, but just, for whatever reason, ended up getting excised out of, and I, I'm not sure why. Big Bang! bang, bang.
2: <laughs> that's a great name.
0: Yeah, yeah great. I like oh, that. I like sense. that closing theme. But yeah, overall, uh, I, I wasn't all that crazy about the score for this one. I do like the, the theme. I forget what they called the theme here. Was a special theme that was just for the movie that had, I want to say it was like Xavier's theme or something like that, but I, I liked it. It had a weird name. It was like Hope for the Future or some weird thing like that, but I, I did like that track. There's parts of it that work pretty well, but just overall, anyway as, as an album,
2: I didn't think it was the most exciting thing. I think having the music in it was having the. Having Otman instead of Hugh Jack- or Hugh Jackman, <laughs> um, Jackman's Henry Jackman Henry yeah. Jackman's score, that since really the parts of it that are, quote unquote Brian Singer X Men are just the bookends on it. Right. The middle of it is sort of an em- emulation of uh, first class world. I think putting John Ottman's music on it melds it more in with the with the first three x-men movies you know mo- what i really pushes them would, together.
0: yeah what i really would like that for them to have done was i, I think at one time i'd actually proposed the idea of have um singer you know do his portions and you know the future portions and having uh i forget the director of, of first class but have that director do you know the the past stuff I don't know that that necessarily works, but I think that would definitely, or it could potentially work very well in the scoring. Have Ottman uh, do, you know, the bookends, and then have Jackman do the period stuff. That I think that could have worked really well. That would have been neat. But whether they know each other and work together and all that, I have no idea. But I think that could have potentially been very cool.
2: Well, you also have to pay twice as many and (laughs) yeah this is cheap to get to score your movie so in the long run i'm
0: just glad to see uh henry jackman getting i mean he's been getting some really good gigs i could be wrong but i think he's doing uh avengers age of ultron i think but i know that he is uh you know he's he's done a lot of projects since uh first class he's gotten a number of gigs he got um uh, Wreck-It Ralph, which is a great score. He did Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. He did Big Hero. Se- have you seen Big Hero Six? I have not
2: yet. I'm oh, planning on dude. seeing that. I've been hearing that it's so fantastic. Good.
0: I went into that thinking eh, it will be some Japanese crap that I'll hate, but you know, I, I just I felt kind of peer pressured to to watch it because everybody everybody and their brother kept at oh, you. Haven't seen it? You haven't seen it? I'm like, no, I haven't seen it. So I finally bra-
2: broke they down and watched it. They want to make the Scott Gardner cry. That's a lie. That's <laughs> totally, what everybody says. Yeah, it's like it's they're just like get ready for waterworks at the end of the movie. There at some point, it, you know.
0: But it was totally not what I expected it was going to be. It it is a fantastic movie. I really enjoyed it a lot. So yeah, I highly recommend that one. I think you'll dig it.
2: I remember seeing the trailers for it and thinking it looked really good. It it it, it, it didn't look. Outstanding, but it, I was like, "Oh, that looks—it looks like it's inventive because the way they presented the trailer mm-hmm. and the amount of the movie they showed so, sort of showed that there was like a lot they couldn't show. It looked like there was a lot more to the movie than what was in the trailer, but they could only show little parts of it. And uh, it, it, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I haven't I haven't sat down and watched like a an animated one a new animated movie in a long time. I think since geez, like Wally or something like that. Two of them that that I think that we should cover
0: sometime in the near future is definitely Big Hero Six once you see it, because I think you'll really enjoy it. The one I absolutely can't believe that you haven't seen yet is Wreck It Ralph. I have dude... seen Wreck
2: It Ralph. Oh did you see yeah, it was it great. Yeah. Oh, when did you finally watch it? A while ago.
0: Oh alright. You didn't tell me. I didn't realize you'd seen it.
2: Yes, yeah I, I, I really liked
0: it. Uh, love that movie. It was love that movie.
2: It was one of those things <clears throat> where I don't read up on who's in the movies a lot of the time. So, and especially with animated movies, you have to look in the credits or whatever. So I just go into them, and I, and a lot of times I don't. Sometimes don't want to know who does the voices because it superimposes their face and personality right. to it, and I like, but. um the, the downside to that is all through that movie, it was driving me nuts. And I don't know if I stopped it in the middle and like Google searched it, but I I couldn't put my finger on Sarah Silverman's voice. And she has such a distinctive, annoying sort of voice, but she was a <laughs> little girl, you know? Right. But she was still doing it as if she was Sarah Silverman. And once you knew it was Sarah Silverman, it was, you know, glaringly obvious. But um, I, it was driving me. I'm like, why is that voice like so familiar to me? And I was thinking it reminded me of someone I knew until I find So all through the movie, I'm like, who, who does she remind me of? And it's like, oh, yeah, she reminds me of Sarah Silverman. Right. Makes sense. But yeah, I love the way they tied in all the, the video games in video game world and i love the way they gave it the sort of oh, we got a cut or a tag scene i mean yeah another another thing where uh scott 2.0 was like "Ooh, that's blah 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 and i'm like yeah okay who the hell's that yeah nick fury looks really different in this one it's just like i i expected like a bunch of like army army you know, aircraft sitting at the bottom of the hill. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's very,
1: it
0: is, it is very uh, close encounters.
2: Um, This CGI little too, it looks like it was done a little cobbled quickly together. It's a little too clean and it doesn't have the scale. It's neat. But I and think you that, know who this was. No, and I think that's the only reason the scene would be neat is if you know. I just who that realized
0: is. the four horsemen on the hill. I never caught that before. That's awesome. I never realized that before. That was cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's Apocalypse. Uh, another one of their big bads, because that's the thing with the X-Men is they they don't have really like what you'd consider like a rogues gallery i mean they've got a few but i mean Magneto's pretty much the big guy and uh an apocalypse i guess would be the other you know the other really big ones so potentially that's setting up a apocalypse in a in a future movie so i i think that could that could be that could be interesting it depends on what direction they go with it i do enjoy that movie though i really yeah do. I think that was a good commentary. What do you think?
2: I hope so. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter if it was a bad commentary. They're not even listening by now. <laughs> or ago turned off. So if you're still here, thanks. You must have liked it. <laughs> <laughs> or you must be a <laughs> sucker for punishment. Speaking of sucker for punish- suckers for punishment, why don't you come back next Monday? Because next Monday, ooh, boy. We got a good one next Monday. I'm not actually. I'm not even really sure which one. Which one is next Monday? Either, either <laughs> I, one of them. I was just
0: them. gonna ask you. Do you even know which one we're doing next?
2: But that's the thing. Is the next two are just spectacular. I'm really looking forward to doing these commentaries. I might end up in in a few places still being like kind of a gog. You know, I might even want to have to watch them a couple times between when we do it, just so I have because I I think I'm pretty sure Apes would be next, right? Yep. Yeah, we are going in release order. So next
0: week is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which uh, I have not seen again in total since seeing it in the theater. Me so either. I'm really looking forward to rewatching that one. I'm going to be very curious how that one holds up because walking out of the theater of that one, I loved it. But then when I thought about it a lot afterwards, it went down a lot of notches and, you know, right out of the gate, I didn't like it as much as the one before it anyway. So I'm curious. I I, I'm I really found it better it. on like a lot of levels. Wow. Stall levels. Um. What's, what's really interesting is that there was a prequel novel to the movie that uh, that I actually liked a little bit better than the movie as well. So I know I, I don't know made, it's going to be curious.
2: I know I made fun of James Franco a little bit in the in the last movie, but I think uh, an appealing lead like him was a, one of the minor quibbles I had with that. They, there wasn't somebody like the leads weren't as appealing as they were. And there was there was no Lithgow.
0: Well, that was part of my problem with the movie overall is that I thought it gave sh- very short shrift to Franco's character. You know, say what you want about James Franco. I mean, he was Caesar's father, and I, I felt we were, we- we were kind of owed some explanation of what became of him, and we really get nothing at all, and that kind of annoyed me. But anyway, that- that's all for that commentary when we get to it. And then in two weeks, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You want to hear me geek out? listen to me watch Guardians. So that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a blast because that was my big that I mean, not only was that my big movie for last year, that that's been the biggest movie for me in
2: ages. I mean I haven't seen you that pumped for a movie in a long time. That that after seeing a movie. I've you that pumped up for a movie, but maybe not as much after actually seeing the movie. Right. I mean, I don't think I'd been that excited
0: to go to a movie since Tron legacy. And I don't think I'd been that satisfied walking out of a movie since like the empire strikes back. Wow. Honestly, I mean, it just, it, 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 hit, it worked for me on every level. I l- freaking love The Guardians. And, you know, you talk about ones we've seen or not seen again since the theater. I've watched Guardians now probably, I don't know, it's got to be at least a dozen times since then. Oh, so. wow.
2: I, I mean, I've seen it three or four times by now, which is a lot for me, for repeat viewing, especially since it came out last year, you know? Right. But... And then uh, in three weeks... We have Star
0: Trek Nemesis, <laughs> which I just finished rewatching again today. You and I are going to have some problems, my friend, because uh, I, I dig it. I Maybe really when I rewatch it. oh, you don't. Maybe so. a- a- a-
2: lightning will strike and I'll rewatch it and go like, duh, what was I thinking? I must have been in a bad mood that day or something. Here's a question. Did, was it Nemesis? That's a Star Trek movie that had the trailer for, Star, for episode one.
0: Ooh, I don't know. See, I didn't see that one in theater, so I
2: don't see, know. I think I went to the theater to see Nemesis, but I I decided, you know, it, episode one had a trailer on several movies, and I decided, well, I better go to see Nemesis because I'm going to get a Star Trek movie and I'll get my episode one trailer on the big screen. And I remember... Being much happier with the episode one trailer on the big screen, which I'd seen already—I'd downloaded it on the computer and seen it before—than the than the actual Star Trek movie. So it might have been a, a you know I might have been in too much in Star Wars mode, although being in Star Wars mode should have theoretically helped me like that movie. But once again, <laughs> saving up for the end of the month—it's uh, so far. I think I'm going to be the odd man out on this. I think there's a lot, I think a lot more people seem to agree with you on that movie than I do. So oh, far. I no, think, I no, think not a, Tyler. No. I mean, maybe, maybe in our, maybe,
0: maybe in our circle of the friends, we're going to
2: be talking to. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and, but no, you take the internet as a, as a whole and no, everybody seemingly hates nemesis. And just, it just leaves me scratching my head. Cause I don't get it. I really don't. I'll I mean, I understand the 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 film has its flaws and we will talk about those in depth, I'm sure. And I even have my issues with it. It is not my favorite Star Trek movie by a long shot. However, when it's over, I'm like, "Damn, that was a fun ride." So, you know, I mean, any any Star Trek that can can, you know, I can walk away feeling well, you know, I had fun while it was on is a good one to me. You know, I'm not going to so.
2: talk about my feelings when I was walking away. <laughs> well,
0: I look forward to hearing it one way or the other. I, I think it would actually—I think it could actually be potentially more fun if we do go in at odds. I oh, just want to sure. make sure that both of us get
2: our say is the thing too. So maybe we should—maybe um, we should stock up on some alcohol. For that. yeah. <laughs> That's
0: not that a bad it idea. Make even
2: more interesting, man.
0: I haven't done one of these shows lit in a long time, so that could actually be a lot of fun.
2: I'm gonna tell you why Picard's a piece of shit. Hey. Hey. What? Hey. All right. Let me
0: tell you, man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Just... I can I can hear it now. <laughs> Sorry, she's on. Shizan. Shizan this. <laughs> I sat on the cannon, Shizan, but that, that was a whole different story.
2: Sizz si- on, that's some sort of Chinese food, isn't it?
0: I sizz on the sidewalk and the cops came and busted me. <laughs> sizz on, sizz off. <laughs> I don't
2: know what the hell's going on.
1: If I could save time in a bottle The first thing that I'd like to do Is to save every day Till eternity passes away Just to spend them with you
0: Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two.
2: You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks?
0: If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes, that helps others find the show too. Thanks for listening and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True, True Freaks.
1: enough to know you're the one I want to go. Socket to me. <laughs> what the hell happened out there? there?